crap. So, that intro music, you liked it? It looks great. Mm-hmm. One of the Is that a great composer? One Ludwig, yeah, I don't know how to say his last name. Gors? Oh. We actually, like, we <laughs> we kept on searching. We were debating whether or not we could play that, but the consensus was that it falls under fair use. The consensus was uh, do now and ask for permission later. <laughs> and they or or do now and apologize for later or whatever or you know push comes to shove we just delete it but is whatever. that the definition of fair use in this context in this sounds thing. like sure <laughs> um anyways the beginning theme or ending theme i think it's, the, en- it's the end theme end theme freaking beautiful yeah um a genius as it were but we're talking about the mandalorian today my name is will i'm david my co-host is David I gave a spoiler there. He just jumped ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so this episode, and we'll start off with we M- don't usually do it. Of the MVG podcast. Of, oh, <laughs> that's a thing we're doing. Um, <laughs> is heavy spoilers. There is no holding back. We're not going to be like, oh, let's prance around the story. This is definitely a spoiler-rific episode. Um, and yeah, we're talking about the first season of The Frickin' Mandalorian. Um, I believe towards the end we are going to do a little bit of talking about what the next season might have to bring. But yeah, I might talk about I... that. Okay. Uh, to start off with, though, we're, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, Star Wars news. Um, but when it drops, so it's qu- probably going to be a little bit old because of the way that we make we, we record podcasts. Right. But it's starting to seem like we're like a big uh, Star Wars podcast. Well, I mean, it's, it's I feel part like we of do the... a lot of Star Wars stuff, and I'm not. E- I I keep on saying I'm not really like the biggest fan of Star Wars, but it's nice. <laughs> it's nice, like it is. Well, it's part of nerd culture, and indeed, it's this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. Oh gosh, that's a reference to the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Okay, uh, so, um. Oh, I wrote down. I wrote down notes about because we talked about uh, we did the Rise of Skywalker episode, mm-hmm. and at the very end we came up with our new ending. Okay. But then I was thinking about because um, we did one on Dirge of Severus too, and uh, we're talking about how like towards the end of that game, like all the all the heroes from the original Final Fantasy VII, like they all got together and they did the whole like. They did like the pizza shot where they're like showing them all like raising their hand and going, "Go, Vincent!" Yeah, with our powers combined, Captain. But Planet. I mean, they totally could have done that with uh, all the past Jedi, and they're all like, "Go, Ray!" <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> and she's good. She's good. Entertaining this. I don't want to entertain <laughs> this. Right. Keep on going. That's uh, just so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so recently, uh, uh. The script for uh, Colin Trevorrow's Star Wars came out, and I'm not really going to talk about that whole script, but uh, he did have like four uh, concept art pictures, and they were kind of awesome. Have you seen these? Concept art is always awesome, and no, I have not seen them. Um, So I say it time and time again. I don't really like Star Wars that much. It's nice. It's it's. It's like we said in the Western episode. It's like comfort food. Yeah. 
Um, you know what's going to happen. You know how it's going to happen. And you know that it typically won't deviate from its formula. And I'm going to ask you this. Hmm. Does the Mandalorian feel like comfort food? Or does it feel like the this is some is, good material? The Mandalorian is comfort food. Mm, okay. But I will say special occasion comfort food. <laughs> special okay, okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's definitely like a, like you kind of, you feel it, you know what's going to happen. You actually like legitimately like you can relax and watch it and not feel like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing, but then also it's really good. So it kind of stands out, um, in, in the comfort food, food realm. Right. Um, that is star Wars. Cause most of the time when you watch star Wars, whatever, you know what you're getting. <laughs> it's, it's true. Well, expecting any more than that is where you go wrong with star Wars. So I just want to talk about one thing from his, uh, from his concept art is it showed Ray with the, with the double bladed white light, like blue lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I always thought that that was where the natural progression for this character was. Cause she had a bow staff or a staff, like the whole movie. Right. And I thought it was really weird that they never went there. Um, even with the, it could be because the fighting style of a bow staff, as opposed to a, uh, a weapon that has two blades on it mm-hmm. would be a lot harder because with a bow staff, you can actually use both ends like yeah. hold on to both ends and with, with the the lightsaber you can't hold on to the lightsaber because you can cut your hand off. That's you know what I mean? That happens. Now, I do know that there There's are certain fighting styles. a lot of hands getting cut off with lightsabers, yes. Right. That's typical. <laughs> um I do know with a with a with a bow staff you can't uh, their your fighting style could centralize about or around fighting with the middle mm-hmm. um and using both edges back and forth. So yeah, that could translate. But again, I don't think when I don't know. Sometimes you get the uh, the usage where it can be every side of you know both sides and in the middle and like sliding up and down depending on range and and stuff. I play a lot of fighting games. Yeah. Um. And I, typically that's what they they use the whole staff and not just the. So edges. so uh, so I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I'm playing Fallen Order right now, and so you you start off with the regular lightsaber, mm-hmm. and then you get the the double bladed lightsaber mm-hmm. and you get, you get the, you get the switch between like fighting styles in okay. the game. But then later on, and they don't let you just use it nonstop, but later on you get the break this, like you get the separate them mm-hmm. and they have dual wielding lightsabers. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. That's all I have to Would say you say there's it. a lot of rule of cool in let, uh, Jedi last fall, last <laughs> order? <laughs> the Jeez. fallen order. Um, yeah, I heard it's pretty, uh, pretty good. I'll I'll have to play one of these days. Um, good, I'll let you borrow it. So, any other uh, Star Wars news? Uh, so the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Apparently, they're getting new writers and they're reworking the script. As and, they should. And I was kind of I was trying to think about what like so if oh we didn't really say this we said it last week but like if Mandalorian is kind of like drawing all his influ- influence from uh, westerns, like I'm really curious what Obi Wan Kenobi show is going to draw its influence from. I feel like Obi-Wan's going to be closer to like a pure samurai thing because he's technically, technically when you're following Jedis, they're definitely loners. Well, and he's on the run. Well, it, see, I don't know how much he's on the run, but also samurai um, are a really nice pal- parallel to Jedi because samurai also follow an order mm-hmm. or follow, follow like a, a <laughs> technically Mandalorian does too. Anyways, uh, <laughs> like they <laughs> follow the like, the, yeah, they follow a certain path that they're supposed to take, but also they are resistant to the change that's coming. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the terms of the Jedi, the Jedi are, are resistant to how 
societies evolving around them and how they're still stuck in their old ways. And I think that's what would be closer to what a samurai would be as opposed to like a, like the like cowboy the lone thing. samurai type of yeah. thing. Yeah. I think that, I think that might be closer. That's also, good. Yeah. It could be that, but it also could be I just mean, something like, completely different and just really action based and just lots and lots of fighting. Well, I was, I was wondering, I was also wondering if it's going to be kind of a, a spy thriller type thing as, and I was thinking about like, is, is Yoda going to be in this and is Yoda basically going to be sending Obi-Wan Kenobi on missions to, you know, who should definitely be in it. Um, I don't know. Babu Frick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dual wielding Baba Frick. That would be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. Babu Frick. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. He, um, he will. Are they going to cast a young Luke Skywalker? I wonder. I don't know what the time frame is for this, so it's. I, um, I, I, I think it's you. eight years after uh, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So. Who knows? Anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> enough of that speculation. Um, and apparently, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Did you play either of those? No. Oh, you should have. Sure. So apparently they're 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 working. This I is own them, <laughs> but I have not played oh, them. <laughs> wow, that's weird. I own a lot of games, sir. That's true. So this is a rumor, but apparently they are in the process of reimagining the first and second uh Knights of the Old Republic and make it into one game so that it becomes canon. Makes sense. Um because I think with The Last Jedi they definitely delved way deeper into um the the lore of Star Wars and I mm-hmm. think one of the big things that we're they're running into now and I don't know technically like, you know, what they're currently working on at the moment, but it definitely seems like they're at the end of what they wanted to say and do. And now they're kind of looking for a new jumping off point. Cause I, they were supposed to have already to- said actually supposedly. Yeah. But the thing is initially, I think the, the initial rumor was that they were going to do um, like a prequel saga, but not necessarily prequel for Luke, but prequel for the Sith and the Jedi. Like as in, because they delved a little bit deeper into it at the end of Last Jedi, mm-hmm. kind of looking at, hey, guess what? There's societies that exist that we have not explored at all. Right. And I think initially it was supposed to be something akin to the Old Republic and trying to... Because I know in Knights of the Old Republic, they actually are kind of discussing that. But also there's some books that I think are considered part of the Legends canon. Right. Or canon. And slowly but surely, I think... I think what was said is like Disney and LucasArts are working to find pick and choose which ones they want to integrate into Canon um, in order to, to make a more solid um, universe. Cause what happened with all of the initial writing of star Wars material is that there was a lot of writers who were just taking creative liberties with the, uh, with the properties because that's what they were given. They were said, Hey, you're talking about the legends stuff like yeah, well, I mean, non-canon, just, just all the books yeah. and everything that, um, that exists in, in the star Wars universe. And <laughs> a lot of them were just saying, Hey, uh, or they were told, here's the basis. Fig- you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Explain this, explain that, whatever, whatever. And so there was very little consensus um, from writer to writer as to what was what happened on this planet or what happened on that planet. And slowly but surely, there was you know there's cam- canon built in that eventually was forgotten about how the Sith Order 
uh, originated or how the Jedi Order came to prominence or like all these little things here and there and the conflict that they've always had. And I think that that's probably what they're going to try to like solidify by I, bringing certain things together. I thought it was really funny because uh, <laughs> I saw on Twitter some guy posted a picture of his bookshelf and it was like in his mm-hmm. whole bookshelf was all Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. And then he was talking about how like Kathleen Kennedy said that there's there's not much source material to draw from for Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> but not just that, there was the comic book, like Marvel had a comic book, Star Wars comic book back in the day. And there's a new comic book that's considered all canon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what ended up happening, um, in case you aren't in the know or in case we didn't discuss in the previous episodes, is that what happened for when Disney acquired uh, LucasArts and the Star Wars franchise, they actually went through and said most of the things that came prior to um, outside media, not the movies and not the TV shows that they produce, have no, are not part of canon anymore. Um, and what a slap in the face! It it was, but although I don't think anyone really, but I don't that's know, they the probably same, did. But they the were, same thing they did with Marvel, though. Yeah, they actually looked at the comic books and said that none of that's canon for us. That's why we were calling this the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. because we're going to be making it our own. And actually, in classic comic book fashion, technically, all of the MCU could be considered an offshoot series, right. which could be a alternate reality for the comic books. Right? Well, I say I think that for the Marvel Universe, they even like gave a number to the universe that the MCU is. Mm-hmm. That being said, Star Wars kind of is along the same line, except for they don't deal with multiple realities in Star Wars, as far as I know. Uh, They do deal with time travel, uh, according to the the animated series. Okay, I don't remember that, but it's like the world between worlds, or I think it might be in Rebels, or I'm I'm not really sure. Oh yeah, I think there was. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I think I remember that. Um, Yeah, it's another Force power. Um, (laughs) But that being said. Yeah, so they took a lot of things out of canon, and now they're slowly but surely like looking and examining the things that fit better with the canon that currently exists, and actually just trying to make everything consistent. It, it feels like, well, it kind of feels like the animated and the live action are still slightly separated. It feels like the live action will borrow from the... the um, it picks and chooses from like the yeah. Clone Wars and from Rebels as it needs, or Rebels picks and chooses where it decides it's going to fit in, or like I said, Clone Wars as well. Um, it's funny though, because if you watch the Clone Wars before the newest trilogy came out, Clone mm-hmm. Wars seemed like it would never fit into the, into the canon because Clone Wars goes off and kind of really explores the, the mysticism that is. Yeah, I've only watched like the first two seasons of Clone Wars. That is the 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 Force, but all that to say, the Mandalorian is kind of an exploration of a order of people that we only got to really see one of. That was actually mm-hmm. explored a little bit more in one of the animated series, now that we speak of. Well, supposedly, uh, b- you're talking about Boba Fett, and supposedly Boba Fett wasn't it's even a, a Mandalorian. Fa- a yeah. one, yeah. He was a fake so one, So he was a bounty hunter, not necessarily a Mandalorian. He would just wore the Mandalorian armor. And so that's why um, I feel like the Mandalorian comes along to really explain or try to explain the uh, the idea of order of people that have like specific things that they follow um in also to explain and i think they say it several times in the show that mandalorian is not a race mm-hmm. it is a it's a belief of, it is a belief it is a creed there you go yeah oh that's good that's good word. um and i think in the clone wars uh i think 
<laughs> Mandalorians are from a planet called Mandalore. Yeah. And I think even then, though, they're still technically considered a creed, but because they're all from Mandalore, that's why they're given the name Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. And even then... Well, there's even more to that. So so let's yeah. go... Uh, I mean, that's that's a great segue. Let's let's just go into the history of uh, of the the Mandalorians in general. Sure. Now, do you actually have in here like when they were first established? And I do. Sweet. <laughs> uh, so they were first conceptualized for Empire Strikes Back as white armored super commandos. Okay. The idea. <laughs> this is George Lucas being like a like a super like nerdy fanboy. Like, yeah, super commandos, <laughs> <laughs> super stormtroopers. Uh, so oh, that means they're going to always miss. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea ended up as the, the lone bounty hunter we all know and, and maybe some love as Boba Fett. And uh, the term Mandalorian actually was never even used in the movies. No. So, um, uh, so yeah, so a lot of the Mandalorian lore was actually created outside of canon. And it's hard to say, like, I, I have a hard time knowing what is canon and what is canon at this point realistically but the first time that the man the term mandalorians was used was in the star wars comic book series by marvel and if you really want to read it it's issue 68 and it gave boba fett a backstory revolving around super commandos protecting a planet named can you guess will mandalore yes mandalore uh so in the so in the past uh mandalore or actually, currently, Mandalore has become like a resource-free desert, barren place uh, after they battled the the Jedi. So the Mandalorians and Jedi in the past—I mean, they were enemies—and um, a lot of the Mandalorian equipment and their combat and everything was designed and came from combating uh, lightsabers, combating their force powers and whatnot okay okay um as you said so the mandalorians though um i think they started as a people and then it became it became well they, they were kind of a, a conquering uh society i mean there's there's like if you if you look at if you if like you look at the galaxy in, on a map like there's like the mandalorian territory which is like galaxies you know but then they fell like huh? so did they did the did their society fall or why why does it seem like they're so well so rare? there's I mean there's there's all kinds of strife and civil war and like there's a group that like there's two di- there's all these different tribes and so actually it's a little bit like um like Game of Thrones even like there's all these different tribes within the Mandalorian group and they all have their different beliefs okay and there's a big don't civil- they kind of explore that in the in the Clone Wars as well I think they do. Because I remember, I think they went to the planet and they had different policies. There's people who believe in like pacifism. There's other people. Yes. Who, no matter what, we actually, we're still going to, pr- we still train because who knows when we'll need to defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. And and then the name, those oh, are, yeah, those are the, the two. title Mandalorian got passed or Mandalore. Got, ma- oh no, I'm talking about Mandalorian. Like when people are talking about Mandalorians, they constantly, they all co- often refer to the people that are wearing the armor that is associated with them mm-hmm. because those were almost like their claim to fame. Like that's, that's their power. You know what I mean? Um, and then it kind of got spread to everybody else as, or sorry. Yeah. And then that's when people started to think, Oh yeah, that means all of them do this. Right. Mm -hmm. That, uh, generalization 
being that everybody is a Mandalorian if they right. were. And, that's, way and it's yeah, and it's a total multi-species creed too. It doesn't matter what, even though like <laughs> there's all kinds of different shapes of aliens in Star Wars. Yeah. But all Mandalorians always look like humanoid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, at least all the Mandalorians we've seen to this point. That's a yeah. that's a good point. That is dying. Um, so. <laughs> So the Mandalorians, like, they kind of seem like they're part cowboy, part Spartan, part warrior monk, and then, like, maybe part samurai, too, in a way. This is the way. Yeah, this is, like, it's like they took all the warrior types and just threw it into one sci-fi bounty, or not, they're not really bounty hunters, like. George Lucas just being a a super nerd. Friggin' nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I mean, it's just, I think it's just a coincidence that they decided to make the, the Mandalorian a bounty hunter. And they kind of alluded to in the show that, like. They don't all technically do this, but. Yeah. Well, none of them. It doesn't seem like any of the other ones are bounty hunters. Some, uh. Yeah. I think, it, I think more or less Mando in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It, we're, I should ma- mention that. Like, so we're going to call him Mando, even though technically they're all Mando. Yes. But we're gonna call him Mando because that's what everybody refers to him. Yeah. Right? Um, until they give his name on the last episode. Yeah, they do the, give his name, but, but I think they're gonna still call him Mando. Show, they even show his face, and we're like, "Oh, I already knew who you were," because um, I'm a viewer of a TV show. You know what makes it more like a western too? Hmm. The nameless cowboy that yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> it. I love it, and the fact that he just doesn't show his face, which is like, mm-hmm. like I don't need the recognition. I just I I come to do good. And <laughs> my, well. Um, Trying to eventually, trying to like, begin. yeah, yeah, he kind of starts as an anti-hero, and then really, actually, he's, he's basically anti-hero he's, throughout. I mean, even then, he's, he's not even a hero at the yeah, beginning. He's just, he's literally just a dude doing bounties, mm, and he became an anti-hero because of the bounty he had to do. We'll get to that, yeah. but um, I was gonna say about the, uh, I was gonna say something about, the, oh yeah, about everybody like him just happening to be a bounty hunter. I think it's kind of think of it just as it's everybody a homage has, to Boba Fett. Right. But yeah. everybody has to make a living. And so maybe these other ones, they make a living doing other things. Like maybe bodyguards. Maybe or one's a dishwasher. You know. Yeah. I highly doubt you'd be able to be a dishwasher <laughs> while having that helmet and that, that whole armor get up. If nobody's supposed to see your face. like Well, they can take off their helmet when nobody's looking. Yeah. They're not going to be dishwashers. <laughs> well, here's the thing. In the Clone Wars, and I do remember this, the Clone Wars, like, the Mandalorians were taking off their helmets all the time. Yes. So, one of the things I wanted to point out is um, that there, I think there's a lot of contention on how the Mandalorian, how the Mandalorians are depicted in this show. And okay. one of the things that you mentioned earlier, which was... Um, I mean, personally, I love them way more in this show. Right. Well, it reminded me that they all, they're not all the same. They don't all follow the same exact creed. Right. They have different tribes. So there's different tribes. And And so this tribe, if, uh, when you delve into the show, they're, they're survivalists and how better to survive than to have, to be no name, to be, I I am no one. Exactly. Um, to be, uh, to be nameless, to be faceless, simply to go do your duty and then, and then come back home and provide for everybody. You know, that was like, so that, so they're part of that. Whereas if you look at the, uh, the animated thing, there was, um, it was a different community altogether. Like it's not these people hiding. They're also like the main antagonists of the Jedi and that. Right. But they're hiding, they're at home. 
these people are hiding underground. Of course, it stands yeah. to reason that their creed would be to ensure that more of us survive. We need to make sure that everybody thinks there's only one of us or thinks that they're, that we are rare. Mm-hmm. Even though we have a whole thriving community, we're to them we we don't ex- we barely exist right. we are we are on the decline we are close to extension extinction so that's better what better way to uh to hide your numbers and you can't be hunted if everybody only thinks there's like two of you left you know what i mean yeah i mean you can be but you well, kill they definitely knew yeah yeah um so let's uh as far as the sh- well actually let's 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 take a quick break okay So now that we're done ranting and raving about Star Wars in general, which, you know, we usually waste a lot of time doing when we talk about Star Wars because, I don't know, we're nerds. Um, Now, let's get into the actual TV show. Uh, It aired on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, which is a little crazy. It is, considering that I feel like this is like one of their flagships. Uh, Oh, it's, it's their only show right now well except well, they've, for they've got quite a bit of the uh national geographic and like i, Heroes, I get that Hero but project this is their like this is their flagship uh um, oh, no, for sure original content like for sure I, ne- I don't know what else there is besides uh jeff goldblum and he's so quirky i watched that show i haven't anyway, watched it yet is good. it good it's good okay i'll watch it uh so this is created by uh jean favreau 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 and uh in case you don't know he did Iron Man, the first two Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. And he did a movie called Chef. He did The Swingers. I don't remember that. It's good. He did Lion King. He did Lion King. He's he did, done a lot. He, he did Jungle Book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he likes that live action 3D CG thingy. Uh, apparently, he just likes Disney at this point. No, Disney likes him. Okay, that works. Um, <coughs> yeah, that's oh. goth. <laughs> Dying. So, Consumption. So, uh, so he... On my handkerchief. So he wrote uh, the first four episodes and the last two episodes, and I'm pretty sure he had a, his fingers and yeah, tendrils in the, in the other ones as well. Um, but I I grabbed the quote that he said, and I I actually really liked it. Uh, so this is what he was saying about the show. He says, "We assume you didn't know anything about it, and we we introduce you to everybody. Uh, by the same token, the foundation of all genre are that the are the are the fans that have been there since the beginning, and the people who grew up with this with it." He said, never lose touch with the people who put in the time and who've cared. It makes sense. Don't alienate your audience. And, I mean, he clearly gets it. Yes. I mean. he There's a lot of fanfare or a lot of fan service in this show. Oh, yeah. Um, also, one of the things that I guess is important to mention is that this show did not come out in a chunk. It actually came out weekly. Which oh, yeah. Which is a new, not a new thing. It is a. Um, it's, it's very different, different than Netflix. Yeah, it's different for a lot of these bingeable shows. Um, but you know what's funny though? Added a lot of weight to the episodes because it's uh, because the, the well, there's moment. there's that. But if you just dump your one and only show all at once, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. So you but have also, to keep the yeah. hype train going for Disney Plus. I don't know necessarily if that's why they did it or if that's just because they're like, why don't we do a weekly format? That seems because I mean. If you really think about it, like a Game of Thrones and stuff like that, if yeah. Game of Thrones would have been dumped all at once, I don't think we would have liked it as much. There was the tension from week to week. Actually, it's good for a show like that. Um, and then with The Mandalorian, 
yeah he had the the show has a lot of uh encapsulated episodes where you don't actually it doesn't really bleed on to the next one mm-hmm. um but there are some episodes that do bleed into the next one and those ones i felt like were even better because it was a week-to-week thing and i didn't wait the, i think the only i think i might have only watched six and seven together and that was just because i missed one episode but even I, then, I would have preferred uh seven and eight together but i mean that's why oh, I, I only watched them together. I, hairs. I missed. I missed an episode, so I just watched them in Get the same it. setting. Uh, so this one's set. This show's set five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Which I should point out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ray's. Who knows how old Ray is? It doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're gonna kind of go through the episodes kind of quick, and then we're gonna discuss them. Cool. So uh, episode one is directed by uh, Dave Filani. And he was a big time part of Rebels and the Clone Wars. And actually, a lot of people think that he should replace Kathleen Kennedy because they think he's the real brains be- behind all the good Star Wars stuff that's going on. What is Kathleen? Who's Kathleen Kennedy? Kathleen Kennedy is the. Oh, crap. Who's the. He- oh, Kevin Feige of Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, and then I, and I wanted to go through some of the actors because there's some. There's a lot of cameos, honestly. Uh, but the Mandalorian himself is played by Pedro Pascal, who you might know from Game of Thrones. He's that dude with the... He takes on the mountain. He's the one that, with the spearman. And, ooh, I don't want to go into spoils or that. Really? Yeah, he, he, yeah oh. he gets defeated by the mountain. Yeah, that's that dude. <laughs> that's one of the, one yeah, of the, the good best. Yeah, I love that stuff. Uh, Mithril is that, you know, that blue alien, his first bounty hunter or bounty in the mm-hmm. show. So that's Horatio Sands from Saturday Night Live. I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. Um, Grief Karga. That's Carl Weathers. Okay. A.K.A. Who is he? I don't know. Apollo Creed. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> I don't remember people's names. Oh, sorry. TV yeah. Shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's th- he, he hands out the, uh, the, the, the bounties. Yeah. Gotcha. And I'm pretty much just going to call him Apollo Creed from the rest of the way because his name is kind of dumb. Her, what is his name in the show? Uh, grief. That's his first name. Grief, like mm-hmm. as in the feeling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> I then just want to make sure I got that right. Yeah. Then there's uh, Quill, played by Nick Nolte. And I actually thought, I mean, you've heard of Nick Nolte, right? Yes. So I actually thought Nick Nolte was a bigger star, but I went through his IMDb list, and all I knew him from was 48 hours and another 48 hours. I don't, and I don't even know if you've even heard of those. I've just happened to have heard of those. Um. So okay. So there's a lot of these faces. Uh. When you look at the cast, that actually mm. looks. They look very, very familiar. And then you go, or not. Um. Because <laughs> then, like, you're like, I only, I have, maybe I didn't see them in the other things, and maybe they just look like a whole bunch of other people that I yeah. thought. That I thought oh, I, I had seen that. I had a little bit of that too. Yeah. Well, some of them I think are up and comers. I just haven't. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's not. He's he's definitely an older actor. Okay. No, I've seen him in quite a... Oh, I remember him from The Hulk. He's a, the oh, first the, one. the first one. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I remember now. Um, And then the IG-11, the robot, that's Takai Watiti. Watiti? Taiko Watiti? Taiko. I never knew how to say his name. Thank you for saying it correctly. Uh, But he's... Taiko. Taika Watiti? I'm pretty sure Oh, good. You don't really know either. Taiko. Anyways. Uh, but he's mostly known for doing Thor Ragnarok. He's going to do Thor Love and Thunder. Jojo Rabbit. He, he did Jojo Rabbit, which I have not seen. But I haven't I really seen it yet. Want to see it, so. But uh, in the past, he was he was he, uh, he was 
he directed some episodes of Flight of the Concords. He was in some of those. He did Eagle versus Shark. Um, and he actually directed the, the eighth episode of this show, too. Um, and then the armorer is uh, a- Emily Swallow. And I probably know her a little bit better than you do. Uh, but she's from Supernatural. She plays God's sister, the Darkness. She's kind of like a she's kind of like a god of destruction in a way. Okay, so I've heard her voice before. She was in um, Castlevania. Yes, and I just fa- finished the first season of that. Is that good? Um, it is all right. Okay, I'm I'm a horrible judge this of these. It's a things. very '80s art style anime. It's okay. So or animation. There's certain scenes that seem really, really well animated, and then other scenes that I'm I could I could do without. Um, anyways, <laughs> okay. but we're not talking about right. Pennsylvania. Uh, so something. So the very first part of the show, he's he's you know he's count, he's going after his bounty and everything, and uh, you see all these bounties he has, and they're all in carbonite. And uh, I'm gonna get a little geeky on you, but like in the in Empire Strikes Back, when they're like putting Han Solo in the carbonite, they're like worried that he's not going to survive it Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like it works and now that's canon that's just the way bounty hunters do it yeah which is kind of cool yeah i mean technology's gotten better since han was in there yeah i mean these other bounty hunters the word gets around they're like oh which is cool yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're not gonna fight me on it cool uh so we pretty much see that the mandalorian is kind of a fearless uh and reputable bounty hunter um he's a bad man with jam let's just say it He's a bad mama <laughs> Bad mama. Shut your back. Um, oh, actually, I forgot about this part. So, you know, uh, so when he catches uh, Horatio Sands, mm-hmm. the or the mithril guy, the blue alien. Yeah. <laughs> the guy says, uh, he's like, he's like, I'm not going to be able to get home for, for life day. And that's a reference to the freaking Star Christmas Wars Christmas <laughs> special. Dude, that's that's so freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, you got to love those things. And so he gets, uh, he goes back. He wants a new bounty, and uh, he gets one from uh, a powerful client, client linked to the Empire, the He's evil Empire. One Werner Herzog. Hmm. I said one Werner Herzog. Is that the actor? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I wasn't sure what the heck he was from. I, I recognized him, but I couldn't place him. So I think he might have done some famous voices, but I cannot remember what he did. Because I feel like he was in the original Star Wars as well, but I can't remember if he just played a voice or if he... I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look it up while, while you talk. Oh, I'm like, like next break or something. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, he goes to whatever planet that is, searching for his bounty. Uh, he's introduced to Quill, and he humbles the Mandalorian and teaches him how to ride a horse. I don't really know what the heck. It's an alien thingy. Yeah, but it's very Western-ish, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and... And the guy's like talking yeah. crap because he's like, he's like, you're a Mandalorian. You should be able to ride this whatever. And he says, I have spoken. I have spoken. So <laughs> you're saying, uh, who's the one who plays that guy? The the little the little the little alien short guy? Nick Nolte. Yeah. 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 It, I. That was weird. So when I watched that and I heard the voice, mm-hmm. I actually could not place him at all. Oh, and I could have looked at the credits, but I. Yeah, he, I, was, he I tried his voice. It. That's not how he normally sounds. It's so cool. Yeah, I love he, him when when uh, when actors or actresses like like show their their range. hidden range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's so great. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we learned that uh, he hates droids, and you have the phony moment where uh, the IG Eleven keeps trying to blow himself up. <laughs> Remember, because he's like, because they're pinned down. And he's like, he's like. 
My protocol oh. says I must self-destruct. I must self-destruct. And he's like, put he's that like, thing away. Stop it. <laughs> um, and then uh, they find the bounty, and uh, it's a baby Yoda, even though they don't want us to call it that. And, it's a uh, freaking baby Yoda. Get over it. Oh, I guess I should talk about... Uh, so the so, so the merchandising for baby Yoda, uh, they didn't they didn't want to do it until after the show was completely finished, mm-hmm. airing and everything. And apparently this is like Jean Favreau mm-hmm. uh, having a conversation with Donald Glover, and Donald Glover was just kind of like, hey, remember that time when like things actually surprised you? Yep. Like, let's wait to do this merchandising. Yep. Of course, recently Disney just put the like everyone's making stuff on etsy mm-hmm. and disney's like no uh-uh. put the kibosh on that yeah. um so funny thing is uh, star wars is pretty much known for not knowing how popular their stuff is going to be mm-hmm. um when the original star wars came out they actually had to release like vouchers um so you would buy a voucher to get um merchandise really because when the christmas season came around they hadn't quite known how popular um the original Star Wars movie would be. Huh. And so people were looking for merchandise and it didn't exist. So they had to make it. But in order to make the sales for it, they, people were getting I kind of think this is a different scenario where like Disney definitely knew how like... Right, right, right. But yeah. this it's funny that it's kind of like it ends up being the same thing for them right. is like no merchandise for a thing that I guess pretty much for like the Baby Yoda thing, not mm-hmm. knowing that that would be the one thing that everybody, like nobody wants a freaking, nobody wants a Mandalorian action figure. Everybody want wants a Mandalorian no, action don't. figure. No, you don't. I just all told right, you fine. that. Um, but they do all want uh, a Baby Yoda stuffed animal or figure or whatever, whatever, right? Um, I just if thought it was funny. If you push it, does it make noises? Yeah. <laughs> it spits out the frog it recently eaten. <laughs> um, or tried to eat. They ate it. There's a second one he spits out, so oh, I can't remember because yeah. the kids are sitting around. And he's like, oh, oh. He's <laughs> that's like, right, that's right. For the other one, he's like, the Mandalorian. You could see his face underneath, like obvi- not really see it, but like you could, you could almost feel his face just by the way he tilts his head whenever he does it. And he's mm-hmm. like, Ugh. like you, you know, he's <laughs> making like a, a like a like a gross face underneath thing. Oh, so we should mention that this Yoda doll is like a five million dollar or not doll, but uh, puppet? puppet. Yeah, yeah, that's freaking crazy insanity so did this uh i mean after you watched this first episode were you just like all right i'm i'm in or um not necessarily hmm. i actually was like hmm, I, is, well, I didn't know about the baby like, yoda this is interesting yeah like that i guess that was kind of my reaction too i was like oh i wasn't expecting that you know yeah so that that definitely gave it a, a new level of depth that I didn't think the show. I mean, I was already digging it. I already I, I dug the music from the the intro and and all that stuff already. So, all right. So going on the episode two. Uh, so this is directed by uh, and I'm going to say this wrong. Rick Famuyiwa, and so he's best known for he directed uh, the Wood Brown Sugar, Our Family Wedding, and Dope. And I've only I've actually only seen okay. the Wood. I think I've seen The Wood, Our Family Wedding. What was the other one? Uh, oh, Dope. I did not see that. Yeah, okay. I didn't see that one. Um, but I, I thought he I thought he did a really good job. Cause, so his, I think his two episodes ended up being my favorite two episodes. Which episodes are those? So he does episode two, and I have to look up. I think he did episode seven as well. Okay. Um, or maybe not. It doesn't matter. Uh, so anyway, so this is the one where uh, Mando is... And and this this almost feels like a filler episode in a way. So this is the one where Mando's taking uh, his bounty back to his ship and finds out that 
all right, he finds out that um, after being ambushed, he finds out that everyone else has a bouncy on this as well, because he thought he was the mm-hmm. only one. But then he finds out basically everyone's been sent after him as well. Right. Um, you say it sounds like a or seems like a filler episode, but I actually really think that this felt more like a an exploration of the character itself. Um, yeah. Well, there's so. Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a good point. Because um, first you have to it's character building. Yeah, you have to establish what kind of person he is. Because in the first episode, they actually don't really do much about that until the mm-hmm. very end. Right. Um. And then so the second episode kind of explains a little bit more about him, but it also gives an introduction to this character who we were, we literally just saw for like the last seconds of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um. With little with little baby Yoda, and then also what we all pretty much that's knew. a good point. They give you time to uh the they gave you time to get attached to baby Yoda, even yeah. though after you've seen him like for one second, you're like, Oh my gosh, he's so adorable. I will protect him. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. And then they give you, so not only do well, they give you time with the character, but they also show the powers that we all knew he had because yeah. we, it's a freaking baby Yoda. Yeah. Well, they also allude to, cause uh, when he gets uh, ambushed, he, uh, Mando gets hurt and they, they allude to the, the force heal he has. Cause remember yeah. he keeps, he keeps reaching up and then Mando's like, get off me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a so it's funny because Mandalorian and the movie uh, Last Jedi came out around the same time, and so wait, say it again. Like Mandalorian, the Mandalorian show and the Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, or, or yeah, Rise, Rise of, of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. came out around the same time. Oh yeah, so like them showing certain things in Mandalorian. And then also like, showing it's like him. preparing us for what's going to happen yeah. in there. Yeah, well, because it's never been a power before. Yeah, and so that helps us accept it. I was like, okay, yeah. so we're doing some things. Okay. Well, I mean, if you played uh, Nice Little Republic, they whatever in there. Um, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> and then <laughs> the first, as you were saying, maybe Yoda's eating that frog, but it's so funny because, like, even then, he's he's still adorable. Is he though? He's pretty cute. Um, and he gets back to the ship, and it's been torn apart uh, by Jawas. And he goes back to ask, ask Quill to help him uh, get his parts back and fix his, his ship. Do you know what's underneath the Jawas hood? Uh, two flashlights? No one knows. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was just asking. I was wondering how, how deep the rabbit hole went for this. <laughs> it did not go that far. Um... So the Jawas uh, want. They, so remember that part. They they want they want this eggs from this creature. So Mando takes uh, it on, but is losing. And this is the part where you know the big reveal. Like, oh my gosh, this thing has force powers as well. Even mm-hmm. though you're right. Like as soon Wait as I saw it, I kind of thought that too. We all thought it was freaking Baby Yoda. Yeah. Well, that's I didn't think, why, it, I didn't think it was Baby I Yoda. I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was another of that species. I never really thought I, it was baby Yoda. I thought it was somehow a, a reincarnation. reincarnation. Yeah. Because nobody knows anything. We've only seen one of them. Yeah, that's true. And it could be that this race does that thing where every time one dies, I think in the clone wars though, they've had more of that. I don't think so. And if they did, it was like a very, very minor one that we made us all in the background, but I don't think it's ever been hmm. necessarily focused on that. Yoda belongs to a race per se. Or mm. if Yoda is his uh, is his race, um, that's which true. Would be pretty cool. Uh, I mean, that in and of itself would be really lonely. But, um, but also, I guess if you're used, well, it doesn't to really make sense either, though. What that it would reincarnate? No, 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 no. Oh well, the reincarnation thing, but that he would be the only one. 
It does though, but it can. I mean, it you can. It's a freaking. It, it's a space sci-fi. I could do anything you want. That's true. And also, if you just had him always, you can do any force power be, you want. You really can, and that could be his race's force power is to reincarnate every time they die into themselves, oh, wow. or his the race he can reincarnate into himself again, again. So, again. so in, that means in the Last Jedi, he was that was actually Yoda. That was the baby Yoda, and that's why he could do force lightning. Um, it's baby Yoda until the vessel itself is prepared to take on the soul of the <laughs> recent incarnate. So what I thought hap- you said you didn't like speculation. Oh no, this is spe- these are facts. Okay, so what <laughs> ends up happening? Um, what ends up happening for this race of okay. uh, of Yodas, if you will, or this race of a Yoda, um, is that when they die, mm-hmm. their spirit goes into like a, a limbo, right? Mm-hmm. But in order to continue the race, another one is born somewhere else, out of nowhere, whatever. People take care of it; it's cute, right? <laughs> but they live for a really long period of time. Okay, so. Because considering, th- I think they said that this Yoda is supposed to be like fifty years yeah. old. Yeah. Um, Which I don't know why they know how they know that, but who knows? Carbon dating. And if it's fifty years old, then that means that, like, it was around during yeah. Return of the Jedi, yeah. and yeah, that's what you think. So what ends up <laughs> happening? Oh no, it was. But what happens is this vessel develops in time for the other one to die, and as as of maturing to have a personality, as it were. That's when the spirit of the last Yoda goes into the new one and then gives them all the knowledge of the previous things. And that's why they're so wise. I mean, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, realistically, I wouldn't, I would, that would be kind of cool. I really did just make that up right now. Yeah. Um, that is not true. I don't, you know what? Let me stop. It could be true and we find it out later on, but yeah, some kind of reincarnation thing. But well, we said there was full spoilers. So if we end up spoiling the second season, yikes. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting though, like it's 50, but then it's still like a baby, you know, like how slowly they, yeah, I mean, same thing goes for races like elves and stuff like that. And, uh, in like fantasy genres. Yeah, but I think like with elves, they, they don't say babies for like 50 years. I don't think, I, I just mean, think they, they don't, don't reach, a long they don't time. reach maturity until like a hundred. Yeah. But I mean, you can, you can be a teenager like ish for, I don't know. I don't really know how that all works. So. Yeah. Neither do I. I've never I done a human. study. Yes. <laughs> and these are all fantasies. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so, so right before you leave, so, he, you know, he finishes the task. They have, they have like a weird long montage of them fixing the ship. It's actually longer than I necessary. Probably. I don't think so. Again, this show is not about actually let's refer back to our previous episode of the, uh, the Westerns. Okay. So remember how we were talking about how Westerns like to chew the scenery, like to yes. give an exploration of the surroundings as well as the characters? I think that this scene actually was kind of like a, more or less a, a masterclass in that. Like you're kind of exploring the idea that look at this independent person, look at how even when he does take in help, he's still like, like um, it is a, uh, what do you call it? It feels unnecessary, yes, mm-hmm. but after seeing it, it feels, or it uh, necessitates itself. Like, it becomes like, oh, okay, so we're trying to show that not only can, is he a good fighter, but he's technically, he's he's proficient at what he needs to do to maintain his, his vehicle, if you will, but also 
like they're trying to show again his bond with another person because right. that person would come back around to be more important uh, although so if they were to if they were to have left that scene out and they were to left that whole thing out then you wouldn't feel as attached to this other person and then you need and to be helping him and everything and yeah. like the effort that he's putting in and everything. Uh, that makes a lot and of the sense. refusal of payment and and there is that whole aspect they're like there's definitely the people that if you just have it like fixed you know mm-hmm. like some people are like uh what they did that way too quick you know yeah so, okay. You run into the Game of Thrones teleporting around the continent kind of problems. <laughs> um, and that's I think a, that's a force power, though. Probably. Um, I feel. Yeah, I feel like it was necessary. I also feel like it was. Uh, again, it was one of those things where, like, the show took full advantage of the fact that it is long form mm-hmm. storytelling, and I think that you was know, probably. If you have the time to do it, do you it. You know what I noticed though when I uh, was you know fill, doing this sheet and everything uh they're all different l- run times yeah like some of them are only like 28 minutes some of them are like 42 minutes mm-hmm. awesome yeah one one of the things you'll notice actually a lot with shows and i think that um and maybe netflix does this with their shows too and i just never noticed until now uh they do it for some of their shows other ones they they kind of standardize the yeah. times but one of the things i'm noticing now is that netflix went from being a standard like 13 episode seasons for shows mm-hmm. yeah they're eight now. and now they're they went from 13 to 10 to 8 to now whatever yeah i mean castlevania the first season was like four episodes i think yeah four or five episodes. Well, I'm I'm sure. six. anyways i think it, so either I way I think they're kind of taking a page out of the uh, the BBC thing, mm-hmm. uh, where BBC will release a season that's three episodes, and each episode is an hour and a half. Um, and then the next season will be 10 episodes, and each episode is ranging from 20 to 40 minutes, you know? Um, and I think that this is kind of a way where you can tell the episodes aren't, aren't cut. The episodes are uh, molded, if you will. Like, right. And I think that's this show definitely benefits from that because if they were all to have been a standard length, then you'd run into some of the teleporting problems. And I think that like you would you'd miss out on like scenes like the repairing montage with again good music, phenomenal music behind all uh, behind all of the episodes of the show. Um, and then there are other scenes where like they're doing the panning shots. There's a episode, there's a scene in episode I think five where they're like running across the desert. If they were to have been like um on the on these little on the speeder bikes or whatever i think if they were to have cut it to everything to being 30 minute episodes you would you'd lose like the scenery you'd lose the the western aspect of it you you'd lose actually like yeah the, the it, idea that um you're you're totally right because that is that is you're 100 right that is definitely something westerns do they definitely oh, yeah. remember the scene i was talking about in the western episode where they're building up the town teaching everybody how to fight and doing all this stuff yep that's building that sh- or fixing the ship is definitely that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, working together to accomplish blah, blah, blah. The montage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ship building or repair also, montage. Also that very specific scene that I described will happen. In, was that episode three or four? I think it's four. Yeah. Yep. But we'll get to that. Um, and so, well, and something I really liked, uh, the very last scene is, you know, he asked Quill to, to join him. So Quill seems like such an important character, but mm-hmm. then he asked him to join them. And but then he basically says he's retired from this life. Yeah, he's like your your uh your gratitude or is payment enough mm-hmm. for uh yeah. I was like, and then he's like, this he's dude's like, just way too cool. Mando's yeah, <laughs> and Mando's like, come on, come on, come with me. And then he's, he's like, no, I have, I have spoken. spoken. Yeah, 
<laughs> also, that whole that's a shirt now. I have spoken is the is the best. Yeah. Well, I, and he I has that little. He has that like the gritty voice that only uh, Nick Nolte. Nick, Nick Nolte. Yeah. Well, see. Okay. So his voice isn't normally that gritty, but it is gritty. It is. Um. But when he does it, like, oh gosh, it's so perfect, and it fits really perfectly with that. Uh. With the, with whatever prosthetics they had him wear, or whatever. You know, I hope John, Farbero, every mm-hmm. season. I hope he continues, being like, a major part of this thing. Um. He's I a do- busy dude, but speaking of being a a big part of things. When we were talking about Watchmen earlier, mm-hmm. the main person for that he dipped out, and they didn't make another season. Yeah, I know. So I feel like if the Mandalorian was going on to season two, they would not do it without John Favreau at the helm, because technically the Mandalorian was created by John Favreau. Yeah. And if he were to dip out and say we don't need any more, I feel like we're entering an era where the the creatives are getting a little bit more power over the properties that they create. So that way you don't run into this problem where people are like, what happened to the show? And then, you know, start to doubt the uh, competency of the companies <laughs> putting these things out. Um, like, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I can't, I couldn't imagine John Favreau going, no, I don't want to do this again. Cause if I remember he, didn't he say in interviews that they're definitely working on season two, but yes, yeah, he, no, they definitely said and that. He knows what he wants. Like, he already knows what he wants to do, which means that, the show has is planned out. Well, he might I'm, be writing outlines. But I'm not sure if he's like writing the actual scripts type thing. That's fine though. But yeah, if, that's probably okay. As but long as having, he, having a an overarching having a having somebody that is looking over the whole mm-hmm. and knowing having a vision for it. The reason why Marvel Cinematic Universe worked out so well is because Kevin Feige had a, a vision for everything and not just individual uh, pieces of the puzzle. Or whatever he he looked from the beginning to the end each phase and said i this is what i want to do here's the things that you need to do in your movie in order to make my, this movie right. happen these people need to work together to do this and this and this and this and this also in order to maintain consistency here's a look at their script prior here's a look to their script afterwards i need you to make sure this fits here you know like everything everybody's working together to make a big thing and i think so if if he stays on which he duh, duh, he is um, I feel like you really just can't turn down Disney money anyway. It's like who who's out here going, nah, I don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, he's a friend of Disney for sure. Yeah. Uh let's let's go on a quick break real quick. Sweet, and then we'll talk about episode three and four. Howdy. I'm the Mandalorian. We gonna talk about episode three and four now. Oh, if only they had him talk like that. You know, okay, if they had him talk like uh, what's his face from from Family Guy, um, Herbert, Herbert, <laughs> um, <laughs> hi guys, <laughs> I got some candy in my basement. This is a completely different show altogether. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, it's a great show. So I I forgot to talk about this. Like, so the the whole the biggest part of the inspiration for the Mandalorian is I guess from one scene from Empire Strikes Back and that's when he has all those bounty hunters hunter, bounty hunters lined up in a row and everything and I guess there's I didn't even know this but you know the IG-11 robot mm-hmm. like I guess there's one of those in that scene and it's called like IG-88 or something like that Okay. and they're originally going to use that one but apparently that one is shown in Star City like you know when uh, C-3PO is getting dismantled or whatever mm-hmm. like they actually show him off in the background okay. and so that it became this fan fiction 
about how like Boba Fett and him like fought, and that's why, but that's why he's all jacked up. Okay. And then that fan fiction became canon, and yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so the things ep- that people grasp onto. I know. Uh, episode three is directed by uh, Deborah Chow, and she's just kind of done. Like a whole bunch, she just randomly has directed like one episode of a whole bunch of shows. Like she did American God, she did Better Call Saul, Ooh. Uh, she did Lost in Space, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, but she did like just one. Oh, she did Fear of the Walking Dead, but just one, like one episode of all this stuff. So what you're saying she's probably part of the director's guild or something? I I guess. <laughs> well, well, she's actually so she, now she's set to to direct all of the Obi Wan Kenobi show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Um, I guess now just cause that we, you can find out about these things to like, see how a director comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and suddenly becomes like a big thing or even see how Disney nowadays, like in, and again, this is the advent of, of internet information being so accessible. Um, and seeing how pretty much Disney just going through like the repertoire. And I feel like they're just snatching up everybody saying, Hey, you are. I saw one of the things you yeah, did. Yeah, that was would impressive. You like, yeah, would you like to do that with a Disney um, a property? And they go, sure. Why not? How? Oh, y- yes, indeed. Because <laughs> that's this is that's the reaction when they see the paycheck. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Do you want me to do anything else? I'm I'm available. Um. And I feel like, that, <laughs> to be honest, that's kind of what it feels like happening. Like all these directors are going, oh, I'm trying to get that Disney money, and Disney's like we need fresh faces because we, this is the reason why the MCU never stagnated because mm-hmm. so many different directors coming yeah. in. Now we get a lot of the tentpole tent ones being like the Avenger movies directed by the same people, but otherwise still. Every well, I think it's, it's, I think it's a level of trust. I mean, like when the, oh, I can't remember their names anymore, the, but the, the Russo brothers. That, yeah. The Russo brothers, like, I mean, they did winter soldier and then, they did Civil War. Actually, I'm pretty sure bef- when they did Civil War, like they established a extreme level of trust with Disney, and Disney's yeah. like, and then they did Civil War, and they're like, yeah, these guys can definitely can do Avengers. Right, but then if you think about like uh, other like the other directors for all the other movies, like it seems like Disney is like, how I, often I see what you have, and I just want to see how you would how you would work on, because I mean, think about it. Most of the directors for the Marvel movies aren't also the writers. Most of right. them are just the directors, which means that there was still a writing team that did these things, mm-hmm. which means that every time they picked a new director, it was like somebody giving what they interpreted the script to look like right. and how they would film it. And then again, if you really look at it, most of these movies are given close to unlimited uh, budgets. Mind you, they cap them at, at a certain... Because obviously you can't just spend unlimited money on stuff. Disney probably can. But... Like, you know how, because I think we talked about it. It's like a hundred or something, something million on some of the films and like 200. Oh, there's like 250 two, now. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so they, so somebody that's like a beginning director or even like a director that has done big things, but mm-hmm. they've done it on low budgets and stuff like that. For them to see a hundred million, 250 million, they're like, that's unlimited to me. Yeah. Like I can, oh, do, yeah. I can do anything. And then to see them go, oh, you know what would be great here? I could use practical effects. So, for instance, like the Russo brothers mm-hmm. were doing. Um, and then other people like uh, like a Taika Waititi, like having him do Thor Ragnarok out of nowhere, blowing everybody's mind and as to like how funny that movie could be, how action-oriented that movie could be, how actual like, uh, like emotional that movie could be. And all at the same time, using a 
ton of special effects, but also a ton of practical Isn't effects. Isn't it weird how, um, how like, so, I mean, like, he was not Takai. He was not a household name. The Rooster Brothers were not household names. and No, they were actually, like, it's weird. Like, a lot of these directors are, like, film geek kind of names. Like, mm-hmm. they're, like, people who are, like, dude, I know. Oh, did you see that one movie by that one, like, guerrilla <laughs> director? You know, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool to see it, to see it happen. And then... I mean, people like John Favreau, which I don't. To be honest, well, now he there's did like Elf, so then, like yeah. he's definitely like in the zeitgeist. Well, there's like a, a fan base around them. These directors now, yeah. And how often? I mean, it's happened in the past, but well, I mean, I'm a fan of Quentin Tarantino, and that's that's true. But he's also like he makes popular he's like, movies. Yeah, yeah, he's like a. I mean, he's like well, I don't know if he's on a Scorsese level, but then there's like the J.J. Abrams, there's the Ryan Johnson, there's the um, uh, shoot. <laughs> there's the George Lucas, but these directors are <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, but they're kind of getting a, a following along with them, and, right. and almost like like Takai, uh, I hate that Taika I Taika, uh, he almost has like a, a cult following, but I mean that might come from like his uh, the way Eagle he directs movies, shark and yeah. yeah, the way he directs movies, yeah. um, but also Ryan Johnson has something similar as well in terms of how he directs movies, yeah. And there's people who like it because he directed it, and there's all. I mean, I, I liked his previous movies before Last Jedi, and I, I really want to see Knives Out. Have you also noticed that a lot of the Disney properties, the people who act in those, um, tend to work together afterwards as well? Definitely. Um. Yeah. But let's talk about three and four. Of okay. Mandalorian. All right. So. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> Sheesh. So, uh, so Mando delivers the bounty. He gets his uh all that uh that metal best called car? best car. Uh, and apparently Beskar can repel lightsaber strikes. Yes. Yeah. Cool stuff. Um, Mando goes in and gets... Remember what we talked about earlier? They oh, literally every, yeah, built every, a culture, or not a culture, sorry, they built a fighting style of, of the fight around Jedi. how to play, or how to fight Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mando goes in and gets his armor, but, uh, there's a little bit of squabbling. So, it almost feels like, uh, Mando's, even though he's loyal to the Creed, like, it kind of feels like he's an outsider... Except for this... Uh, it's like everybody making you feel bad because you got the new... Oh, look at the rich kid coming in the class. <laughs> yeah. Because, he, I mean, again, we were saying earlier, not everybody's a bounty hunter. And if you just happen to be a bounty hunter and this is how they pay you, why wouldn't... That's true. They got mad because it's 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 basically... It's like, recl- it's like blood diamonds almost type yeah, thing. And, and effectively what... What Beskar is in this case is something that belonged to the Mandalorians that was right. stolen by the Empire and now they're being paid with it back, and it's or like it's seen by the Empire as being a a, a grand currency and mm. he's being paid with his own stuff, like pretty right. much giving it back to him, saying, "Oh, haha, look at this. Um, this is how I'm going to pay you." When technically it was theirs all along. That's true. So yeah, so there's that the idea. Oh, so you're just out here accepting all these this this blood money here. And him's like, sure, I got paid. Also, I'm putting this into armor. And then mm, the lady... It looks awesome. Yeah, and the for, the person who's uh, forging, the lady there, she's just like, uh, this is going to be too much. And he goes, well, then leave the other for the foundling. Because, again, it's not a selfish culture. Well, she uh, well she also... Well, no, she with the remainder, she makes those those whistling birds things, like the right. seeking bullets. Oh, oh yeah, actually, I think she does give she a, still a has few some left, more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said, "Yeah, and you're he, like, right." And she like stacks it off to the side. Mm-hmm. She goes, "This is the way." And yep. like it's to be honest, I I like the way like it's a very how formal their uh, the culture oh, of yeah. the creed is. It's awesome. It's 
like I mean, obviously there's the little squabbling like we said earlier, but it never never did anything that like leads to infighting. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like, ugh, look at this guy. But at the same time, it's like there's well, still they respect. Fought. I mean, they were they started the fight and then the the armor was like knocked uh-uh. it off basically. Knocked yeah. it off. Yeah, but it's still like it's still like a it's so structured and so very uh like honor driven. I guess mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I like it. I do like it. Uh, so Mando, um, he goes back to his ship. He's about to leave, but he notices like the little thing has been, un- the ball has been unscrewed. Oh, real quick. So at this point, whenever she was forging his piece, she mm-hmm. asked him if he <laughs> had a, uh, um, an emblem. Oh yeah. And yeah. Oh, did, I forgot about that. And he did not have one. So mm-hmm. she made one for him, um, because he told how he got it, right. uh, how he got the Beskar. Um, and I think it was of the of that creature right i think so it was supposed to be of the creature because she pretty much they were saying because uh, he doesn't have like a moniker or anything right um and so she made him one that was really important because i think they referred to it again in like the last episode yeah okay we'll get to that um so yeah he notices like that little piece is missing from the his sh- his ship or whatever mm-hmm. it reminds him of the baby yoda and he doesn't feel right so he goes in to rescue him uh Oh, actually, part of that, too, is they show a flashback from his childhood. And I think that also inspires him to the the free Baby Yoda. Because when, I mean, it was the Empire that did bad things to him when he was a kid. So he's only going to assume that they would try to do bad things. To yeah. Uh, so he goes in. He uh, he he rescues Baby Yoda. Uh, it was So I don't know if this will play out in season two. But the doctor, like, mm-hmm. he actually doesn't kill the doctor or anything. And the doctor's like, without me... The baby Yoda would be dead. I was protecting the the baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. So I think in the last episode they brought him back uh, for a second, but otherwise he's. I don't think. I think he, I might have missed it. I then. think he's just a doctor. He's okay. just the doctor. Um, I don't know if they even really gave him a name. I don't. Uh, I don't remember. I feel like a lot of characters in this show were the person, yeah. <laughs> except for if they were super important. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, so he's, you know, he's doing his thing, he's escaping and he gets surrounded and right away she's like, she's like, use them sparingly. There's not very many. And he's like, word, using them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think he only, I mean, he only has four of them, but, uh. It's very opposite on how David plays RPGs. Yes, it's true. He would have saved those until. The final boss. After and then the I final actually boss. Didn't yeah. need it because the final boss was easy. And Way stuff. easy because you grind it the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so now there's a ba- bounty on Mando and, uh, he's cornered in the streets and like everybody's in the com- streets. Yeah. And then, uh, it's, it's the, it's the, um, yes. Thank you. Well, kind of, it's the, it's the battle of, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of any of these Western, I don't know, gunfights or whatever. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, they, they're, they corner him in the streets and, um, um, he does like he's you know at that moment he like he dump he jumps into that the the wagon he jumps into like a wagon yeah it's like a western it and, very much so. yeah and everyone's like shooting at him and everything and uh and I mean, you know everybody must be stormtroopers because they miss him so much it's a freaking <laughs> wagon they couldn't hit it yeah well it's a metal wagon though they couldn't even hit the metal wagon <laughs> <laughs> and remember the the like the r2 unit he's, he's like go and then the r2 unit's like uh-uh i ain't going anywhere <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that. Because, <laughs> like, look at this robot just thinking that he's not—he doesn't want to get hurt. Like, <laughs> not me. 
<laughs> you try somebody else, not this guy. <laughs> um, but uh, and then you know they do the whole like dramatic slow down and everything. Like, uh oh, he's looking at he's looking at Baby Yoda. And he's like, well, this is it. I'm sorry, but little buddy, I couldn't do it. And then all the Mandalorians come in and help him escape. Which right. because this is the way. This is the way. Which is really it was so cool. Also, one of the things I wanted um, to point out, and it will become important later on, is that all these Mandalorians fly in mm-hmm. on these little rocket packs or whatever. Not all of them, but yeah. Most a, of them kind of, they, dro- yeah. they drop in. Mm-hmm. And Mando does not have a rocket pack. Yeah, and actually when he's, when he's in his... Think. Well, when he's in his ship, he looks over and he's like, God, give me one of those. Right. And actually, that was one line in the whole in the show. I was like... That's cheesy. <laughs> yeah, but that's it was okay though. There's, there's so like the good, but it, it, so much outweighs the bad. Yeah, but it was definitely one of those things where they like they had to make sure they ref- referred to that because a lot of people yeah. immediately when we think of Mandalorian, we think mm-hmm. of Boba Fett, and we think of that rocket pack, which yeah, yeah, was yeah. just so freaking cool. And we also think of his little flamethrower arm band mm-hmm. thing. He used that a lot too, and that's yeah. so awesome. Um, so, uh, Mando shoots uh, Apollo Creed, but. Uh, he survives. In the butt? No. Mando, Cre- Mando no, just, Creed in the butt? <laughs> no, Mando shoots Apollo Creed. In the butt. Okay. No. Okay. Because if he shot him in the butt, he would have no butt. Okay, I got nothing. Uh, But he, but so he actually kept a piece of Beskar, ironically, in that specific so- spot. So this is what I was trying to figure out. Did Mando shoot him purposefully? in that spot or it was just a coincidence i don't know and i do not know either because uh if you really look at it the mando or mando he definitely seems like he doesn't want to kill the main person or that guy yeah mainly because they are not necessarily friends but they are um strong associates if you Mm -hmm. will um to a point where probably he has apollo's kind of doing what he it feels like he's doing what he needs to do type thing. Right. But at the same time, again, it seems like they have different relationship than he would have with most of his bounty the hunters. The other bounty hunters, yeah. Um, Mind you, like, that's why there's so many times where he could have just killed him. That he, like, the uh, Apollo... What is his actual name? Grief? Grief. Okay. So where Grief actually does... It, like, he's constantly like, if you just give us the thing, we won't kill you. Like, mm-hmm. all the opportunities he has to yeah, just kill yeah. him. You can tell they have definitely like a, a a weird relationship. Also, I believe in the scene prior they showed him putting the Beskar in that pocket. They so th- did uh, when when he got his Beskar. They actually they did show that they yeah. showed him sliding it in there and yeah. everything. And so I do believe it could be it could be intentional, but again, could just be coincidence as well. But I think usually again, I think we called it the uh, is it Chekhov's gun? If you show a thing in a scene, it has to be used later. Yes. Yeah, so I believe it probably has to do with that. Yeah, unfortunately, like no, like knowing that, you know, I can tell what's going to happen, but yeah, you have to because then it becomes a uh, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. It's fun. Uh, so all right, on to episode four. That was all three. Yeah, that was all three. Sheesh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to scoot through these, man. <laughs> we probably won't, but it's okay. Maybe. Uh, so the fourth episode is directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. I know. I saw that. And, yeah, and I you're was like, like, oh, that's that's really cool. I was like, kind of weird. Wait, who? you're like, who? 
No, I, no. At first, I was like, no. Oh, so you were like, you didn't believe it? No, I didn't. And then I was like, is there another? Maybe you know, maybe they spelled their first name differently or something like that, right? And then I was like, oh no, that's that's her. That's for real, her. So for people who don't know who Pri- Bryce Dallas Howard is, uh, you'll probably know her from Jurassic World, opposite mm-hmm. Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Running in heels also, away from dinosaurs. Also, Ron Howard's daughter, who took over directing for the Solo movie, but he's done a bunch of other stuff. You should just look it up if you don't know what it is. Yeah, she's. Um, turns out she's a good director. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know if she's directed before though. I'll have to look it up. She's directed before. Uh, awesome. Nothing. Nothing big though. She was on the an episode of uh, Black Mirror as well. Oh really? Really good episode. Um, I yeah. forgot about that show. It's so good. Uh, and so this is the episode that introduces uh, Cara Dune, played by uh, Gina Carano. I think that's how you say her name. Yeah. And uh, so she was Deadpool as in Deadpool as Angel Dust. She was like the the villain character. Mm-hmm. And then she's kind of an ex MMA fighter. Kind of. She kind is of. literally an ex MMA fighter. She's kind of one. Yeah. So a lot of people want her to play She Hulk. In the in the TV show, so one of the things that a lot of people tried to do, and I think I've said this before, mm-hmm. fan casting is great and everything because you're looking at appearance, you're looking at builds and stuff like that. But sometimes characters don't quite fit the the, the yeah. actors. The actor just maybe the actor doesn't actually want to play a lawyer because She Hulk is technically a lawyer, right, right? Like no, maybe she doesn't want to do that, and or maybe that's not her wheelhouse. Maybe she wants a more physical role, and maybe she only plays the actual Hulk version of She Hulk. But I think She-Hulk is one of the Hulks that actually stays all the time. Basically, she the same. never switches back to yeah. Well, human she form. ends up looking more muscular. I think. No, I think she looks yeah. the same. I really don't know. Either I don't way, know much about She-Hulk. Either way, um, it's uh, I'm sure it would fit. Uh, but again, we don't know what we're gonna get for She-Hulk. Yeah, no clue. Or if we're ever going to get She-Hulk in the MCU or whatever. All right. So let, oh it's no, they're they're doing the TV show. She-Hulk? Yeah, they're doing, they're doing Mo- when they announced Moon Knight and another one. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, and uh, I don't uh, attention. And Miss Marvel. Like, the new Miss Marvel. She-Hulk's going to be in that? No, it's three different shows on Disney+. Plus. Oh, you're talking about Miss Marvel, the stretchable one. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Um, so, episode four. It kind Captain Marvel. I don't know. That's confusing. <laughs> A little bit, actually. Um, so this episode's the one where it's it basically revolves around this this village and them trying to protect this village. It starts off with the bad guys coming in and and wreaking havoc on this village, stealing all their food. Uh, and then um, Mando goes in and like he's trying to find a place to hide. And so this is right. the planet he goes to. So he takes uh it takes Baby Yoda. Uh, to this restaurant and he comes across this ex-soldier mm-hmm. and I was I was really confused about um, whether or not he knew her. I think, did he just know her from those this, her markings on her arm? Yes. So they made it a point later on to uh, show that the markings on her arm marked her as a, a storm dropper or storm, or not storm, whatever, drop trooper. Yeah, or drop trooper. Um, so they yeah they made it a point to that's a signifier like every all of the drop troopers got that same tattoo mm. and I think that's why he knew but also he realized that she's a little bit far away from uh from home if you will right and so that's probably why he's like oh 
this will work. I don't know. He went. I don't really. Well, actually, I guess she thought he was a bounty hunter, and then I'm not really sure why he went after her though. Um, but he went after her because he knew that if she's this far out of the 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 sector, if you will, yeah. that she's probably trying to hide and and maybe do bad things or something. I don't. No, know. no, not do bad. He doesn't go after her though. For that, he actually seeks out her. Like he's not. Gonna, he's not. He wasn't trying to kill her. He just needed some help. But he didn't, he didn't need help yet because he hadn't he hadn't gone to that village. He didn't know anything about that village. That yeah. that part was a little confusing to me. But I mean, whatever. They they fight and uh, and she she's like punching him in his armor. <laughs> she just like totally punches him oh. in the face until he knocks him down. So he doesn't necessarily go after her. He's just I think he's just curious. Like yeah, what's I, going I mean on? there was that or but also it was still a little confusing the way also it, it he's played out on the run. So he's trying to f- make sure that nobody's actually tracking. Right. Him. So this right. is the one person that looks like they might have military experience. I would right. Okay. So yeah. So that she's that. not she's not a nobody. Right. And yeah. Then that so, makes sense. So then that's when after that they sit down. They have their little little drink or whatever. Well, before that. So they're fighting everything. And oh then, gosh! And freaking the little baby Yoda comes yeah, up baby and Yoda sips tea. <laughs> Maybe that's gonna be the, the the emblem or the the uh, picture for this episode. It's gonna be Baby Yoda sipping some tea right in the middle. <laughs> of the it's it's pretty cute. Yeah, they're really playing that up, the cuteness thing. Yeah, and it's a it's a puppet. It's and a puppet. So it looks so good. It actually looks really. It good. looks really good. Yeah. Um. So some people from that village they come and ask Mando for uh, protection. He wants a fee. Uh, and in the process, he he enlists Kara for the help. Um, so they, he sees that they're both trying to stay out of the public eye. Yeah, and so th- and so they go there, and um, and so like the, all the all the village kids play with Baby Yoda, um, and then there's that scene where they, the exposition where they explain why that he never takes off his helmet and all that people. Yeah, in front of people, and then he literally takes off his helmet in front of people. Yeah, but kinda, he, kind of. Yeah, he's like looking he out does, the window. Yeah, he does it in a way where, like, oh, nobody's looking at me, but I do gotta eat though. But maybe they're using that like high key light, yeah. <laughs> so that you can't see his face, right? Maybe. <laughs> um, so one of the things that about this episode is like this episode is hot and heavy. Like, how so? Ep- what do you mean? This episode shows that somebody had the hots for Mando. And was trying to bounce yeah. bow wow. Uh, yeah. It was like, as I was watching the episode, I was like, boy, if you don't like the whole time, like I was just like, every time he like pretty much said no or found another reason pretty much not to say, I was like, dude, seriously, what the heck's <laughs> wrong with you? Uh, well, he doesn't like, take off his armor for anything. So. <sighs> Which lost. is funny because that makes them somewhat similar to uh Jedi. Yeah. Even though they're, you know, they're, they have conflict between each other, but obviously they're not getting down or anything. Yeah. So, um, so something I was thinking about last this is the way. <laughs> and this is the way, uh, something I was thinking about last week with, uh, this episode with, you know, he won't, he won't take off his helmet. And then, so, so we'll just make long story short. They save the day and everything, but she wants him to stay. Oh, there's and the montage where they prepare the villagers for. Yeah, it. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. There's that thing, uh, and then he tries leaving Baby Yoda with them. But as as the, he, as he's leaving, she tries taking off his helmet, you know, mm-hmm. and he almost it feels like he might let her, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't. But then you're talking about the whole cowboy thing, you know, like the 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 lady. I can't. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> stay. You know, uh, 
Very cowboy. Um, but then the the bounty hunter, another bounty hunter comes, and, and they're coming after him now. And well, the baby. Car, oh, well, Kara yeah. saved Baby Yoda, and then he realizes I can't, I can't leave this kid alone. So yeah, he's got to come with me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then we're on into episode five. Mm-hmm. Let's let's keep this scooting along, man. Yeah. Uh. So episode five. Uh. It's directed and written again by Dave Felino. And in case you forgot, that's he's he's a big part of um, the not main movie success of Star Wars, like all the animated shows. Okay. Um. And so this one was actually was written by him as well. Uh. So it also has a character called Peli Moto, and that's. Uh, played by Amy Sedaris. I don't so know if you know who that is. This is the, no. This is the one that um, where he needs his ship repaired. Yeah, yeah. I knew who it was. Okay, immediately so she, picked up. I yeah. saw it in her face. I was like, but that is she's, a crazy wig. <laughs> well, uh, she's wearing like it looks like a uh, uh, Ripley from Alien. Yes. Yeah. That's why I thought it was an homage to. Yeah. Um, but, but just her character in general. I I loved her character. <laughs> she's so good. So she's from Strangers with Candy. Uh, she was in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I think she was a lawyer in that. Something like that. I, she was I a really friend of the one of the rich chick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also um, uh, there's a bounty in it, and it's um, her name is Phoenix Shand. It doesn't really matter what her name is, but it's played by uh, Ming Na Wen. Mulan. Yeah, Mulan. Uh, but she's also she's in Agents of Shield, and she was in Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Yep, as the main character. Yeah, and uh, so as a small, very small role. Uh, there is Steve Bloom is a, is a space operator in the episode. Do you know who Steve Bloom is? No. So he, he, he's Wolverine. He like all the anime stuff. He's Wolverine. Oh, he just does the voice. Yeah. But he's also Kanan from Xenosaga. Dude. Yeah. He's so boring. Um, <laughs> but, no, but I mean, it, to be honest, I know it's, it has to be a talent to be able to speak like that for, yeah. All those lines. I, I thought it was like so weird that he was just randomly in there. So he must be friends with somebody there. Oh, actually, you know what? He might be friends with, uh, I mean, Dave Filani, if he's doing animated stuff. Right. I'm sure they go go back. Yeah. Voice actors, gotta, they got to, they, a lot of times when they're brought into shows, it's either through, obviously, through auditions and things, but a lot of times it's like people going, no, this person has the voice. I'm going to mm-hmm. pull them in. And if you really look at Hollywood nowadays, especially with the way Disney's going, like Disney's getting the directors that they're bringing in, you can tell the directors are also bringing in all the people that they know. And Disney's going, if they're good, okay. Um, and right. most of the time we're we're ending up with some really, really great uh, portrayals of these little things. Um, but also there's a lot of cameos. I think too. there's a lot of people that are like, it's an honor to be in Star Wars. That too. Yeah. Oh, man. The fact that there were so many cameos. I mean, Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper. Just because we don't know it, but just because. Oh, we know it, but we didn't see it. Yeah, because he was wearing a freaking helmet. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so this episode, so Mando gets in a skirmish. He needs repair. Uh, he's all like, "No droids. Don't. I don't want the droids helping." Uh, Mando teams up with the this rookie bounty hunter guy who's trying to join the guild. Um. He asks uh, further establishing that he's just a good guy. Yeah, and well, I mean, right now he's just trying to get money, realistically. Yeah. So, but and he's kind of made a deal with them. Um. So he asks the uh the the ship repair lady, uh, Amy Sedaris, if she'll watch Baby uh, Yoda, and they take off in in some speeders out of the desert, and they keep on getting shot at, and they need to take cover, and they kind of did that scene what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. 
just chewing the scenery of them. How many times did they like they spent a lot of time in just having them speed along mm-hmm. and going back and forth with who's in first place, if you will. Um, <laughs> but like at the same time, like you think about it, replace the deserts with planes and replace the speeders with horses, and you've got the same thing. It's definitely Western. Mm-hmm. Um, and even and even as do, far as having do, the sniper, they do solar flare. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no, well, I mean, realistically, even like, as far as having the sniper, you can technically make that a, a Western thing too. Yeah, that's true. Like, how far can you? But shoot? they did I that. They, I mean, they they totally done that in, in westerns where like they'll get a mirror and they'll they'll use it to distract them and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Oh, um, great stuff. So they capture the bounty hunter or the, their bounty, but I think one of their transport, yeah, one of their transports gets damaged. So Mando goes back to get some more transportation. Of course. How dumb of them to leave this rookie with this, you know, with their bounty. Yeah. Of course, he, he, the the rookie guy is like convinced to betray Mando, and right. but then he, I guess he did some, uh, I guess he did some smart stuff because he's like, I don't want to split this bounty. I'm going to shoot this this lady. Although that's really dumb. He should have teamed up with her because this guy sucks at being like a bounty hunter guy. Yeah. So, but anyway. she probably would have killed him though so yeah so anyway they go back and the rookie's holding baby yoda and baby uh, yada baby yada and <laughs> sounds like a car right uh and the 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 amy sedaris uh character hostage and then they used it earlier they used the solar flare thing and then they used the so actually it, this one was actually a solar flare i think Oh no! It's like the same thing. They shot yeah. like a. It was like a flare gun almost. Yeah. And so he 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 does that. He distracts him, takes him out. Uh, and then in this process, so Mando actually doesn't get any money from this at all. Like all he gets out of it is, oh, he gets his, sh- his ship repaired. Right. But um, but he gives the money to uh, that the lady that took care of the ship and watched Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much this episode. And realistically, this is. This is more or less. This is a filler. No, more an exploration of character. Also, All there right. was a. The I still en- think this is a. Fi- I the, think it was a the filler. ending up the ending part where somebody go walks up to um, Fang Chen's corpse. Or oh yeah. Well, there's that was a such mysterious little character. thing. Yeah. But even if they didn't even have that in that scene, unless that's not the guy from the seventh and eighth episode, unless oh, it's someone else. I think it's someone else. I almost feel like it's one of those things where they added it like they were. It's. They are like setting up a whole bunch of extra things for, um, for later for, for later ne- next epi- Again, season. I think it's good that Favreau is going to be doing the second season because it definitely seems like he has a vision for what he wants mm-hmm. to do, and I I I com- I very much with that. Also, if it had been if it turned out it was just a one season miniseries, I'd have been happy with that too. Oh yeah, me too. The fact that we're getting a season second season, I is think great. Uh, yeah. I think Obi Wan might end up being that if I remember right. I don't think it's going to be a season thing. I think it's going to be a, a, a miniseries. Miniseries. So I think Obi's supposed to be Obi Wan's supposed to be that. Unless that's what the rewrites are for. Oh, to make it a series. Yeah, that could be a thing. Also, I think the Vision thing was supposed to uh, the Vision Scarlet Witch thing is supposed oh, to be. Oh, all a the Marvel ones. Well, okay, all the original. And originally announced Marvel shows are one-offs. Yes, because they're supposed to be the in-between. Right. But the other ones, I actually do not know. Gotcha. I'm trying to figure that out. I heard the the Hawk one, Hawkeye is like indefinitely canceled at this point. Yeah, I did hear that too. Or indefinitely on hiatus or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so this episode ends with that and then some mysterious figure. And I, to be honest, I'm not really sure who the mysterious figure is or if they ever established them. But yeah, I'm know. still not really sure. Okay. I mean, they didn't. they only showed it's their feet 
yeah. and it wasn't like examining. I'm sure somebody has done like frame analyzation of uh, of that and be like, oh look, this is the same feed in this episode. <laughs> um, I'm sure they have. That's a size foot. El- that's a size eleven foot. This actor is also a size eleven. You know <laughs> what that means? They're playing this role. Um, yeah. So on to episode six. Episode six, directed by Rick Famuyiwa again. Uh, I think he, had, he I think he's the one that directed episode two that I was talking about. Oh, I think this is the one I really liked. So which was this one? Uh, so this is the one where. Um, oh, this is the heist one. This is the heist one. Yeah, I, I really like this one. Um, so the the writer for this is Christopher Yost. Uh, so he actually Yost. <laughs> Sorry, Yost maybe. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say Yost. Oh, okay, so he he co-wrote Thor Ragnarok. And so, you know, like you were saying, like all these mm-hmm. people were sticking together. Yeah. But he actually uh, was one of the main writers for Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes animated show, which is m- my favorite Avengers animated show. I've never Even though watched, I've only watched any two. of the Avengers animated shows. That one's good. So, But I don't have time for that. I've got too much you don't, to watch. probably don't need to watch it either. Nope. Um, so, it's, so the Motley crew, uh, it's got z- this robot called Zero. It's played by Richard... And I don't know how to say his last name, Ayo Day or whatever, but he's the dude from the IT crowd. Yes, like with the glasses. Oh, and the I immediately hair. recognized his voice. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. Oh yeah, me too. I saw it. And I was like, Chris, 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 look at this, look at this. And I was showing the picture. And he's like, <laughs> Oh no, that makes sense. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, definitely him. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so the so the guy he actually gets the the bounty from the guy with the big beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Ranzar Malk. It doesn't matter, but that's played by Mark Boone Jr. And so I actually, <laughs> I actually mostly know him from being the landlord in in Memento. I don't remember him from much of anything. Okay. Um, it was weird. Like I, like I knew he, I knew, I kind of knew who he was, but I was like, who, well, what do I know him from? He's mostly popular for uh, Sons of Anarchy. Okay. He's like he's one of the main characters. I'm pretty sure I've never seen this show, but I've I've definitely seen him associated with it. Gotcha. Uh, and when I looked on IMDb, it said he was like five seasons of the show. Uh, he's also the crazy. If you watched Last Man on Earth, he's also the crazy guy on the boat. I remember that. Okay, so uh, oh, that's why I immediately recognized him. From oh my gosh, that probably was okay. Yeah, I probably recognized him. Uh, and then uh, there's a character named Mayfield, played by Bill Burr, and he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Okay. So when I saw Bill Burr, I was like. Mm, I have not seen you in serious roles before. Let's see how this goes. But it was almost like Bill Burr, like playing Bill Burr. Kind of. In a way. Kind of. A little bit more serious. But even then, like yeah. if you see it, listen to stand up, it's tec- definitely his personality. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then there is uh, Shion, played by Natalia uh, Tina. From Game of Thrones. From I Game immediately recognize her from Game of Thrones. Right. But she's also, and I don't know, know if you remember this character in Harry Potter, but she's Tonks. Oh, Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, my friend's wife, that's what she recognized him at. Oh, really? Her as, is her oh, that's, Harry Potter. that's always funny when that happens. Because um, I don't think she's that far in Game of Thrones yet. Oh, okay. She's getting through the, the seasons. Like, she'll text me and be like, hey, hey. I wish I could remember that. He, he died. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, now you're getting to the good part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I could remember the name of that s- alien species that Shion is, but they're—it's like the dancer from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I don't know what they are. Or like the opera singer from The Fifth Element. Oh yeah, they look the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the last one of the crew is called Berg, and that's that's Clancy Brown. So he's like this—he basically looks like you, a big buff devil character. Yeah, and he 
talks like this yeah. because that's his voice normally. You want to know what he was in? I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you right off the top of my head now. You want to know, though? What? I get to say it. I haven't said it in an episode in a while. What? <laughs> He's from Lost. He's in Lost. Oh. He's in a couple episodes. I, uh, I... Oh, I actually remember him from from Starship Troopers because I remember like when he gets cut. Oh yeah, I totally forgot I was in that. Uh, but he played Raiden in the 1996 Mortal Kombat TV show. I do you remember that? He was a lot smaller back then too. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, he was like the bad guy general in the Flash, and apparently he gets typecast as a military soldier or bad guy a lot. He's got the face structure for it. He yeah, actually yeah. he like when he doesn't have the beard, he really looks like somebody that would be. It's like that one guy who is. Like a legitimate like uh, drill sergeant who plays. Oh, the dude from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember his name. I don't remember his name either. Um, oh, he, was in, he was apparently he was in. Uh, oh, Shawshank Redemption. Go figure. Oh yeah, I f- I totally forgot. I think he was. Is he he was in Thor Ragnarok as well. Really? As a character named Surter, and I don't know who that is. He's also in the Warcraft movie as well. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Then. This, guy, this guy's out here getting work. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he's done a lot of voice acting too, honestly. So is anyway, he an Avatar too. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so this. Uh, oh, he might be actually. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's. Oh, I can't remember his name. You're thinking of someone else. That everyone wanted him to play Cable in Deadpool. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember his name though. Yeah, but Brolin, Brolin did pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he did really good. I I thought. Uh, so Mando needs money, you know. He still he still doesn't have any money from it, you know. Obviously from the last one, so he still needs money. So he contacts an old friend, and because he has a ship, they 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 do the the jailbreak, and you know he's joined by this motley crew. Uh, obviously there's strife between him and and Mando because you need that tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're obviously not to be trusted. Uh, but it's interesting though because they're all just freaking criminals, right? But this is his old crew, which makes his past a little bit more interesting because mm-hmm. this is the people he associated with, but it's clear that he's, he's not this anymore. Right. But also they start off pretty much by like hinting towards a betrayal. Um, and then like they, by creating, by telling pretty much like yeah. hinting towards oh, that, yeah. they I create mean, the tension right up front. Like, right. Why is he trusting these people? If he did something back in the day, blah, blah, blah. And slowly but surely, they bring it to realization yeah. why this is a thing. Well, he, <laughs> but there. also, I think he feels oh. like he may actually be like one of those people who are like, I didn't recognize it. I just was doing my job, you know? Yeah. Like, well, they I, they were making fun of him. Like, she makes fun of him saying, like, this is the way, you know? Yeah. And then, <laughs> then Bill Burr, he like, <laughs> I don't remember what he says. He's like, what are you, a Gundam? And he's like... Uh, this is this is the way you know. He talks like uh, Jar Jar Binks. Oh, like Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a good show. It was a good episode. Uh, so they get into the jail place. Uh, they get attacked and uh, and they just let Mando do his thing. He's and th- this is actually like this is the episode where I actually thought Mando was the most of a bad A. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's awesome because in this episode. for some reason, even this crew that he used to run with underestimated his ability mm-hmm. uh so they get to the control room and there's a guard has been uh has a homing beacon because they're like um they kind of have that like the showdown thing mm-hmm. or standoff oh i guess this i think this this guy this guard i think he's uh that dave fioli guy actually who's the, dave fioli? the director that does like the clone wars and that i was talking about earlier oh okay. yeah um i could be wrong though but he's 
some writer. Actually, I think a lot of the writers and directors have actually appeared in one of the episodes. Why not? Why not? Um, so anyway, so Shion kills the guard anyway. They all have that shoot standoff. Shion kills him anyway. The beacon activates. Time to move type thing. Uh, they spring their man, but uh, they betray Mando, throw him in the cell. Obviously, Mando escapes, and he goes to the con- control room and shuts all the blast doors. Everybody's trapped, and then it turns into Predator, and Mando's the Predator. Oh, yeah. Like the, the, or the not, not, not Predator, sorry. It was, like, was kind of like Alien, the first Alien movie, because mm-hmm. they're all like doing their thing, and they get picked off one by one. You got to love those scenes in, in, in episodes of TV. Or even just in the movies where every like everybody like the the lights are flashing. And there's like a couple sparks here and there mm-hmm. to light little corners of the room. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden you just hear. Ah! It's kind of a Batman thing, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> lovely. Uh, and then uh, Zero the robot finds. I wonder what that's an homage to. Like, I wonder I if like, know. I wonder who Maybe was the first the to do that. No, no, I don't. No, I'm talking about who the first like actually to do that in like cinema. Batman. Like, <laughs> okay, on to the next thing that you It really could be about. Batman. I mean, it there's the Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, it could be. And, and but that, I highly that doubt definitely it. happened. Well, that was this is basically how they portrayed him fighting because they didn't I mean, he could he barely move in his suit. Yeah. And so they probably were like this is a really cool idea. Let's do it this way. Yeah. Um well, he attacks from the shadows. Anyway, so bum, bum. <laughs> So Zero finds Baby Yoda and of course he says, "Curious." Babu Frick. <laughs> well, isn't that? I'm pretty sure that's what he says in IT Crowd all the time. I think so. Yeah. It might have been. But in a way, like, nerdier. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Also, I like that he didn't get any. He didn't change his accent or anything for this role. He just. Yeah. He just played himself. Yeah. But he's just. He's hilarious, by the he way. He is hilarious. Um. Did you see that one movie with him and Vince Vaughn? I uh, I didn't I didn't get to watch it. Uh. But that was like the whole reason I wanted to watch it, though. Actually, because I was like, this he's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, he picks them all off. Um. Except for the the bounty guy, and he 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 takes them back to the ship. Or he they escape, and he takes them back for the bounty. He. And then he gets his bounty and he takes off and then they, they seem like they're going to betray him. But then all of a sudden, like the dude, they spring, like he has that homing beacon on him. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, all those, uh, those TIE fighters come out. Are the TIE fighters or the X-wings? Those are Y-wings, I believe that came out. Oh, Y-wings? Yeah. No, quite no, literally. No, they're X-wing. They're X-wing. Oh, they were X-wings. Yeah. But the Y-wings are the ones that have like the big, like the big thrusters coming out of the back and they yeah, look yeah, like yeah, a Y yeah. if you look at it up from the top. Um, so one of the things to mention is that whenever he was leaving with the guy, they mm. kind of flashed the scene and made it seem like he had killed the person. Um, but then, like, because the, they, cause they wanted, like, a little bit of, like, I guess, tension or whatever, because then they f- went to another scene because it pretty made, he pretty much made, made oh, it look like yeah, he yeah. was going to kill the, mm-hmm. the guy who betrayed him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he didn't, obviously, because of his coat. Like, there's no reason for me to kill you. I wasn't supposed... This is, wasn't the job to right, kill you. Right, right, I'm not just killing all willy-nilly anyways. Um, well, yeah, because at the last scene, the Shion character, yeah, he didn't kill her. She's yeah. locked up in the jail or whatever. Yeah, everybody that so we thought obviously, he, like... Obviously. Yeah. Well, we don't know who all... He, I don't remember who all he killed. Yeah. But they showed her specifically. Yeah, I think they showed the whole... The whole crew was in that room, wasn't it? I don't think so, because I actually... Or everybody was in a room. I, think I do think... He didn't kill anybody. I don't have to rewatch that one then. Yeah, he didn't kill anybody. He okay. just trapped everybody in the in the prison things. 
But they did, like, uh, the they guys on that ship, they did get killed. Oh, they died. Yeah, for sure. But he didn't do it. But he didn't do it. Yeah. But it was also not the justice that he... It Pretty much he got justice from the people that he was going to get justice from. Not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Not from from Mando, who didn't need to be doing that. Because he was like, it's not my, my, my thing. I put him in jail. He wanted to be out. Not <laughs> 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 my fault. <laughs> All right, let's take a break real quick. A break real quick is what we are taking. Yes. I don't know why I like doing that so much. It you sounds really so cool. Like in that. The, it's so cool in the in the microphone. <laughs> also, yeah. We're in the home stretch for this uh this Mandalorian. We are. So this show is really it has its ups and downs. It has mm-hmm. a lot of like it's like a so it is definitely a western is what we can we can like as a whole but it definitely it does explore a couple other things yeah it's well it's a space western it's not exclusively a western you know it i mean okay okay i'm I'm cool with that yeah so we're into episode uh, seven seven yeah there's eight there's eight episodes Mm -hmm. not nine no okay eight uh this one's again directed by uh deborah chow Who's the one? She's the one that just did all the random one-offs, one episodes of all that stuff. And now she did two episodes on this show. And now she's doing Obi Wan. Yeah. Uh. So, then the character, the new character that gets introduced to the, and this one is uh, Moff Gideon, played by Giancarlo Espinosa. Espinosa. Remember him from Breaking Bad. Breaking That's Bad. The guy who ran the the Pollo. Uh, I don't Pollo remember. something Rancheros or something. Pollo Blue Crystal. <laughs> Drugs. And <laughs> <laughs> um, drugs, sir. <laughs> but he's he's been in a lot of... He's been a villain in, like, quite a few things. Um, I think it's his delivery that makes yeah. him such a good villain. I wish um, I could remember all the things I've seen. Like, there's there's shows that he's been in that only were one season or maybe two seasons. Yeah. But also his accent really works for him, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, it's funny. Like, I actually... I feel like um, there was one time where I had looked at, like, the fact that we have a lot of English actors doing a lot of the a lot of the roles here. Right. And I was like, I wonder why that is. And then I realized that first of all, they actually do really good American accents, which is, or English accents, Mm -hmm. American English, American English accents. Um, because English accents are actually what they have. Um, anyways, they, uh, they do those accents really well, but also like, there's like such an air of sophistication that comes with their regular accents. And then say for instance, um, like, uh, Moff Gideon, his, um, his accent is uh, like Hispanic, mm-hmm. but it's weird. It's like it's more. It's not necessarily like uh, like an accent from the language, but I think it's just an accent wherever he's from, like the the area he grew up in. Um, it, I don't know. It just works so well. I there, there's quite a few people, even Werner Herzog in the in the first episode, the client. He has like a crazy thick uh, yeah, German accent. Awesome. Um, and I, man. I love the accents. I try to do accents all the time, but they're not. I'm not very. I'm not very good at it because I feel like. Well, you just do it for fun. You're not trying to do it for a career. Yeah, but these people don't do accents. They have them, and I think people that have accents are just so cool. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna download something where I can learn how to do different accents. Sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's he's really cool in this role. Um, So this episode is them getting it's kind of a two-parter really it is but it's them getting an invitation back from from grief Mm -hmm. saying hey if you come back we're gonna everything will be forgiven Mm -hmm. um all we got to do is this 
and we'll be good to go, right? Obviously, it doesn't go very well. That's why it's a two-parter. Um, <laughs> but it starts off... Is it this episode or the next episode? Next episode, then. We'll get to that one. Yeah. So this is the one where you know he gets that proposition and everything, mm-hmm. and then he goes and rounds up his posse. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, finds the peeps, because he can't do this by himself. This looks it, like it's kind of... This, this is... This is more than just a job for me. <laughs> but the the cool part, man, I love the part where like uh, they did the montage for IG Eleven and teaching them how the like he got this like whole little montage of teaching them how to be a, a nursemaid or whatever, mm-hmm. and they had him like with the box and everything like that. Oh yeah, and, but then he was so telling he, he was telling like, the story the like the way they did that. I loved yeah. it. It was like the story within the story. It was it was good. It was one of those things where like um, well, because remember, Mandalorian does not like droids. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Like droids, and so they were trying to show how different this droid was. But mm-hmm. also, I feel like all of that was to set up the big twist that would happen in Episode Eight. Oh yeah. Um, or not necessarily a big twist, but like the the rescue that mm-hmm. would happen in Episode Eight, which, of course, like we saw it coming, but we didn't know how quiet it would turn out. And I think it was it was a pleasant surprise. I actually great. forgot about him. During that episode, to be honest, like it did. I feel like they kind of did that intentionally. There was a lot of scenes to separate him from the from the story. Yeah, that made it to where we showed up. Yeah. Oh, it's good directing. It is. Um, but um, so episode seven has them all coming down to the planet. Um, after after gathering all the troops, all the peeps, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, the crew, if you will. Uh, and so they they land. And then they, the, he has, uh, what's his face? I can't, why can't I remember anything? Grief? No, he has the, uh, uh, this, uh, I have spoken. Guy. Quill? Quill. Yeah, Quill. Make a, or, uh, is either Quill, oh, I don't remember if it's, I think it's Quill. It's Quill. Make like a hardcore, uh, egg thing for, for Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which, very w- important part. Yes. Very important. I loved it. Uh, but like it was one of those things where he kind of did that reverse psychology, like nah, you ain't gr- you ain't good enough. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, I'll show you. And then he looks <laughs> like I'm the best. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I am literally the best. And he's like, I got <laughs> this. Don't you worry. But you're not having enough. To- I will do this. <laughs> I wasn't. I don't remember if he he repaired the one from before or if it was it was he a different one. It. it was a different one. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they meet up with Apollo Creed. Obviously, there's like this. You know, it's grief. You know that. Right? I know it's grief. Okay. Uh, but there's like this tension between them. But uh, but they they head out. They're all riding on their their horses, and that and then they do the. That's when they do like the low angle, low mm-hmm. angle camera, and they all mosey on by yeah. on the holes and everything, and uh, it shows them um, camping. So, yeah, it shows them camping, and they do like the whole the whole silhouette light thing too. Yeah. And, and before they zoom up, they're having all these conversations and everything, and then all of a sudden they get attacked by these pterodactyls from Pitch Black. Yeah, they. Oh yeah, dude, that movie was awesome. It. Um, and then they made the Chronicles of uh, Riddick. Riddick, which was, it was still cool. It's because it switched genres, and I think yeah. people weren't ready for that. Because I mean, people who like Pitch Black like it because it was a, like a it was like a horror thriller movie, awesome. and it was just I good. liked it. It's just good. I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen it recently to see if it holds up. Um, but I do remember, like the suspense being very akin to like an Alien, um, not quite on the the same level as that because I feel like Alien's a really hard yeah. movie to match up to. Uh, uh, well, then like it was, it was up there, and then it had like at the very end, like right before he kills 
the the creature or whatever he had that like catchphrase he was all like i am groot and he kills him that was awesome <laughs> yep that's what he does <laughs> and they're like who who's groot and he's like don't worry about it here's the thing i'm gonna be making a lot of money in I'm, the fr- future. I'm from the future <laughs> <laughs> I'm Vin Diesel and I'm from the future. <laughs> I'm crew. I'm gonna get an Academy Award for this for this role. <laughs> yeah. Um you know oh, okay, we won't talk about it. Anyway. Uh I don't even remember where we are. Oh yeah, they get attacked and everything and uh Apollo Creed gets hurt and um Force healing. Yeah, they they Woo! do the force heal. Which Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Don't be jealous. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't Deus Machina because they did it before. Yep. Wait, wait, what, who did he heal before? Mando. What was? Oh, wait, wait, he did. Yes. No. Why can I not remember now? I don't know. You have a bad memory, Arteo. Yeah. Wow. Um. So anyway, so anyway, so they heal him and everything, and they 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 move along. Oh, you you know I forgot something. Uh, each time that he used his force powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot he, about Baby Yoda. Like he gets uh, his all stamina. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so they they make it to the the cliff side and everything, just like a western man looking down, gazing down the town and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, then all of a sudden, Apollo Creed turns around, he shoots his blasters, but crazy enough, he's not shooting the good guys; he's shooting the bad guys. Yeah. Man, this is such a And then everybody's trip. like, oh, I thought I was going to have to kill you, fool. And then he's like, nah, we can't be trusting peoples. Because <laughs> I've changed my mind after this little this little, this little, little baby Yoda healed me. And I I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> um, uh, and I know they were actually trying to capture you. So Yeah. yeah. So this is the part where uh, they come up with their plan, what to do. You know, uh, uh, Grief tells them everything that's going on and but then mando sends quill uh the hurry back as fast as he can back to the ship and protect baby yoda um and then they they go in so they're going through the town and they kept on talking about he kept on talking about how there's there's only four stormtroopers and everything mm-hmm. and then they're like yeah there's like a billion stormtroopers here you lied to us yeah uh so they get in it's like a tense moment and um you think that they're gonna get caught by what? What's his name again? The the actor. The 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 old dude. I don't remember his name either. Oh, Werner Herzog. Yeah, yeah. So they think they're gonna get found out by him. Uh, he goes over. They have to take a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's really what happened. Uh, and then like you know he shows them like loosening his cuffs and everything, and you know they're they're getting ready, and all of a sudden like. They just blast like they blast the the heck out of the the bar and they kill this guy plus all these other stormtroopers in there. I wasn't really understood what the purpose of that was. What the purpose of killing uh, Werner? His own guys, yeah. Uh, to show that he was uh, he doesn't ruthless. really care, ruthless, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they get all cornered and everything, and um, they don't really show anything else there. It's just pretty much them being um. And they keep on calling for Quill to make sure that he's okay. Um, yeah, little checkups and whatnot, because he he really did be caring about that little baby John. Yeah, and well, I guess I guess just, I should say that they did introduce the, the Moff Gideon, and he was he. I think this is the episode where he like 
he said who each one of them was. Yes. And then all of a sudden Mando's like, uh, Quill, you got to get Quill. back to the ship. Hurry up. Yeah. But. Hurry. Yeah. But uh, this part sucked. I was like, I was actually like sad. Yeah. When they killed Because his character him. was so cool. Yeah. But man, what a Western scene. Like they did, they did like the long, like the low straight shot where it's basically the camera's on the ground and it's shooting it's it's showing him on the ground mm-hmm. and then they swipe up baby yoda and they they go back off to town i would assume yeah. on the speeders yeah crazy and that's the end of the episode yeah um no the end of the episode is them being pinned in the in the thing okay maybe it's not <laughs> no it's off there it's him in the speeder i'm pretty sure okay. whatever yeah okay um shoot and then we're on to uh, the uh, so finale. Un- unfortunately, there are a few things about this episode and the next ep- and episode eight that really bugged the heck out of me, even though I really enjoyed it. And we'll get to that. Indeed, we will. So, what does this episode start off with? Uh, well, this one's directed by Takai. Taika? Taika? I'm really going to have to look up one of the days how to say his name. Anyway, the I mean, if you just look at how it's written, you would know. Take a wait, TT. You're garbage. <laughs> uh, so the opening of Ta e ka y t g. Maybe, maybe that's it. Uh, so to me, the opening <laughs> of this episode felt like a scene out of a Quentin Tarantino film. It's uh, so it's it's Jason Sudeikis playing a stormtrooper. And I don't remember who the other guy is, but uh, they're having this like they have this banter, and they're just kind of going back and forth, and they're just kind of like, like, what is what is that thing? He's like, I don't know. Oh, I don't freaking know. Why are you asking me? I don't me? ask questions. Yeah, I don't know why you're doing this. And then, <laughs> and then they have this whole scene where they're shooting this, trying to shoot this little canister, <laughs> and they both pull out the guns, trying to look like bad man pajamas, and all of a sudden they're like, pew, 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 <laughs> and every time like they like switch their stance just ever so slightly. And then they both look at each other, look down at their guns, and like, mm. and they just put them away. Like, dude, neither of us hit that thing, <laughs> but it's okay because we're stormtroopers. And then they like went about their business. I thought that was so hilarious. This like, was literally like the best. To me, this is the best scene of the whole freaking. And and you know what? This very much seems like a Taka 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 whatever his name is. I just can't do it. Taika Taika. And I bet you that's probably wrong too, but yeah. <laughs> Why are you lecturing me when you're getting it wrong? Because it's better than whatever you were saying, because it's not <laughs> even using the letters in the right order. Fair. So anyway, so and then out of nowhere, like they're doing their banter and everything, and then out of nowhere, like like Baby Yoda comes in on um or not Baby Yoda, gosh. IG IG eleven comes in and starts blasting away. Actually, so, have you ever seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Long time ago. Okay, so there's this scene where Lancelot's, like, like charging at the castle, and there's these two guards. They were just, like, having this conversation together, and they're like, oh, what's what's up with this chap? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. He seems kind of angry. And, like, but, like, when he's running, he looks, like, hundreds of feet away, and they keep on having this conversation, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, they just, like, kill him real quick. Like, Lancelot just kills these two guys. And then he goes in and he just rampages on the whole castle. This actually like feels just like that scene. It could be. It it might be. It might have been inspired by that. So it's Taika. Taika? Ka. Taika. Yeah. 
Taika. Taika Y-T-T. I'm going to do that. What is that? What is it called when you just keep on saying the thing, same thing over and over so you don't forget? Insanity? Yeah. I'm just going to do insanity all the way home. I already forgot already, though. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so the groups, you know, they're they're trapped in the in the in the bar, and um, oh, I can't remember his name. Was it Moff? So Moff. Yeah, Moff. Moff is like, oh, I'm gonna give you guys till sundown to surrender. Wow, how western. <laughs> um, and then I thought it was really funny because like I was like, how very JP JRPG tropey that they're like, we gotta go in the sewers. Oh gosh, is that really what you thought of? Yeah, I was thinking of JRPGs when it, when I, they're like, "We gotta go in the sewer now." Wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, so, so they do like when he's pinned down and everything. They're they're in there and they're on. And I don't really know what triggered him to have this flashback, but they have an extensive extensive flashback about what happened to Mando when he was a kid, how he got taken in by because somebody asked him about how he knows who that was. Oh, that's right, that's right. And it still didn't really explain how he knew who it was. Yes, I I thought I thought I was the only one because I feel like I didn't. He did never mention his name <laughs> or sorry, all of that. Just to, like he did this whole flashback, which of course we wanted to see because we wanted to know what happened. Mm-hmm. But um, all of that was pretty much all that for him to say. Oh yeah, and Moff Gideon, I remember that name because that was the person who attacked my planet. That's all. But like it never like I thought for sure we were gonna see Moff Gideon and him like interact. Right. Yeah, it was just all to say, Oh yeah, he attacked my planet. That's why I know him. But that's all. Like that's it was it. Yeah. There was no Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I thought <laughs> I thought I thought I thought there was supposed I mean, to be what more a, to it, what a what a Mando answer though, realistically. It's yeah. not like he's very forthcoming. You know what? It's with the character. It works, I guess. <laughs> um, so so they go out. They they have the, another standoff. They're fighting back and everything. But then Moff, um, sh- he shoots Mando, and he shoots that thing that uh, blows him up or whatever. Mm-hmm. It blows Mando up. And then they retreat back into the saloon. Uh, Mando tells everyone to sta- escape. He's like, I- I'm not going to make it. You guys go on ahead and... Um, yeah, and he's like, I can't, I, I can't take off my helmet. I, I can't. Don't, don't make me do it. And then uh, this the, is the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have that fire trooper come in, and then the you know the, the baby Yoda like does the force thing and forces the fire back and everything, which yeah. was really cool looking. Bad baby jamma. Uh, bad baby jamma. And then he takes a nap. Yes, <laughs> as one does. So the part that annoyed me is like they're doing like. It seems like it's taking forever for them to do this mis- escape, but I'm just like, why are they just not all like running in and taking them down? Like, I realize it's it's a thing that happens. Yeah, I know it's a thing that happens, but I'm like, gosh, you guys have horrible tactics. Just get in there and get it done. Yeah, but I suppose he did say. Uh, Moff did say that he didn't want anyone to get hurt, so I guess there is that. Anyway, right. So, so they all sca- escape down into the into the sewer, and this is the part where oh, sorry, we forgot to uh, show. Or we forgot to talk about the part when they were outside and they were doing all the fighting and stuff before mm-hmm. they escape back out, and how he like picks up a gun off a turret and he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it was so great. Oh, that was the thing that okay, so that was the thing that was powering the turret. That's what uh, Moff shot, and that's right. what yeah, yeah. 
so now he's you think he's dying and everything, uh, but everyone takes off and and IG Eleven's like, I can cure you. He's like, No. He like actually pulls his gun on him. He's like, He's like, Don't touch me. I haven't shown myself my face to a living person in however long. And then IG Eleven's like, Dude, I'm not even a real person. Like, I'm not a real boy. Yeah. And he heals him. It was kind of anticlimactic, but it was kind of cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go in the sewer, and they're searching out all the other Mandalorians, but all the other Mandalorians have been killed, maybe? Maybe they just dumped all their armor there? And left? Oh, I think it's uh, supposedly like a, in a like they're trying to... It's The only way to rebuild is for them to abandon the old. Yeah. I, to move to the new, but I guess that's considered a plot hole. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, "Why would they leave the f- the the super valuable metal behind?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think I mean I'm pretty sure this is all the all the Mandalorians that got killed, but they weren't like showing bodies or anything or anything yeah. like that. But yeah. that could also be because of the rating of the show too. That's no, that is true. Uh, so anyway, so they meet the armor, and she says that Mando is now uh, Baby Yoda's dad. Until he finds his species. Yeah, he's a tribe of two. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, so actually, cool. that whole scene was really awesome. Yes. And uh, and that's when he gets his new sigil. Yes. Yeah. He gets, yeah. Although I wasn't really sure what the heck it was. It was just like a weird two thingy. It was like intertwined. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's neat, though. It is. Uh, so they take off to escape, and then, like... Uh, the armor is just like sitting there meditating and she's got her, her stuff for making armor and then stormtroopers surround her and then they definitely do some samurai type stuff. As mm-hmm. she, man, that scene was awesome too. So did we, did we say like how IG-11 was being a bad man pajama and he went out there and killed the stuff? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. a, that was the, the Mighty Python and the Holy Grail thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I really, it probably is inspired by that scene. Might be, yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so they all escape this escape on that lava boat, and then there's like the R two unit. Yeah. And then they're like, surprise! It's not a regular one. It's, it's like, a tall one. It's a tall one. <laughs> and I can I remember when I when I was watching it, I, like it happened, and I remember my initial thought was like, this is kind of dumb. But then, then I was like, after we're doing, <laughs> I was like, this is kind of cool. It's fine. So. Uh, so they get down there and uh, they're about to escape, but there's a bunch of stormtroopers at the end of the tunnel. And I actually love this scene though with the whole IG-11. He he's basically wanting to sacrifice himself, right? But, and he's and he says he's like my primary function is, or he's like your primary function is the is the to nurse and protect, uh, nurse and protect. And he's like, but this my core, blah blah blah. And he was like, if you just tell me that. Baby Yoda's gonna be okay, or you guys are gonna be okay. I can go do this. Yeah, because it'll override. Yeah, but then he actually never tells him that, <laughs> and then he like jumps in the in the lava anyway. Yeah, it was, but it was a classic cowboy thing. Yeah. Uh, so he goes out there and I'll draw their fire. You must get be away. Some really strong steel that can withstand all this lava for that long. Maybe it's Vesper. Vespar. Maybe. Part of Vesp. I don't know. It was pretty awesome. Uh, so he blows himself up. They escape. Uh, but then Moff comes in in a TIE fighter yes, and is all shooting at him and everything. 
and, and he just in the classic uh, Tie Fighter cockpit. Um, it was mm-hmm. kind of cool. I, when I saw this, thing, I was like, "Hey, look at that! Looks yeah, like the Darth Vader thing." It was really cool. And then it made that t- sound whenever it's flying. Like, wow! <laughs> Mine was better. Yours is like generic. <laughs> Tie Fighters have the like the the big like the like oh, the whaling. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I remember making those sound effects with toys when I was younger. Like, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I was like a sound no, expert totally back in the day. Um, so anyway, he uses his jetpack. He uses his uh, lasso thing. Oh, he has a freaking lasso. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he uses, a freaking cowboy. Yeah. So he uses <laughs> Indiana his, Jones cowboy thing. Yeah. He uses his lasso. He gets his he gets his bull by the horns, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he pu- he puts the charge on it. It explodes. Everyone's like, yay, we did it. And then this the is like the first part, time he's using his jetpack, too. Yeah. So the weird part, well, he said he was had training when he was younger with the mm-hmm. jetpack. Uh, the weird part was that Kara and I don't really remember his name now. Uh, Apollo Creed. Grief. Grief. Uh, they're like, well, we're, we're going to stick around. But I was like, why? That sounds like a terrible plan. Like, you just killed a whole bunch of stormtroopers. I feel like they're going to come back. Yeah. Yeah, but it was weird. But it yeah, was, I thought that was a little weird. But it was an ending that ha- was like it had to be because it was a freaking western. Like he still has to go off on his own again. Yeah, he's got to go off into the sunset. I don't think he did though. I don't really remember how. It exactly depends on how, how you view it because on that planet the sun may set a different way. Bum bum bum. <laughs> well, there's multiple suns too. I would imagine. So maybe even when the sun does set, it's still super bright out. So maybe the sun had set. Maybe. And he was riding into the multiple sun setting, which didn't really work for him. Anyways. Uh, so then we have the scene where the Jawas are trying to pick the ship apart that uh, Moff was in. Mm-hmm. And he uses the Darksaber to peel it out. He comes out. He's got the Darksaber and everything. Yeah. So when I saw that, um, I was like, okay. I had like seen... Would you like... Do you know the history behind the Darksaber? Not quite. I was... I saw like uh, like articles or something about the dark saber is definitely canon, blah blah blah, and it was already here's canon. How, here's how you understand it, blah blah blah. That being said, I didn't know anything about it, and I saw that, and then I saw the show, and I was like, oh, it just looks like a like a uh, like a light br- blade or a light machete or something like that. It doesn't really look like necessarily something that needs to be like like debated on but well okay what is the history behind it so the history behind it so so i was talking about how the mandalorians and the jedi have have fought a whole bunch and everything right but then there was actually a mandalorian that became a jedi and so okay the very first jedi and i forgot his name darn it uh the actually i think his his name actually ends up being mandalore it's like mand manda and then possibly lore Okay. Which is and and Mandalore is like the name of the leader of the Mandalorians, essentially. Okay. So anyway, so uh, so there's a first Mandalorian Jedi, and he makes the dark saber, and okay, and then the dark saber kind of becomes like the symbol for the Mandalorians. So his name is uh, Tare Visla. Thank you. Force sensitive human male was the first Mandalorian to be inducted into the Jedi Order as a child. Um, and became the ruler of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this was like a, I think this was like a thousand years ago before this. Like this is this is like the the history of the Mandalorians. And um, I think during the Clone Wars is when like there's a civil war between the Mandalorians, and one of them takes up the 
find they reclaim the dark saber mm-hmm. and they they that's kind of like the the symbol of like hey i'm the leader type thing so this dark saber thing is uh so what they're trying to show is that moff gideon is somebody originally from the planet of mandalore i'm not sure about that I just, I think they're or just. Or they're trying to say that he conquered Mandalore and that was, or he was part of the conquering of that. And that's yes. A, that's like a, a so thing the, he took So with the him. two, um, the two sides, well, I mean, I don't know how much this is going to follow the canon of the, of the animated show, but the two, uh, battling sides, like the one, the side, the good side or the pacifist side, they had the dark saber. Mm-hmm. And then the other tribe, the other tribe was actually backed by the empire. So it makes sense that. Wait, the dark saber was Jedi's? No, th- so sorry. Um, so the two Mandalorian tribes. There was a civil yes. war between the two Mandalorian tribes. Right. The pacifist tribe had the dark saber, and then the other uh, Mandalorian tribe. They were backed by the Empire, and they had regular sabers. Or they they, had, no, they had no sabers, but okay. it makes sense that um, this Moff guy, mm-hmm. with the help of the other Mandalorians, defeated the pacifist ones eventually and took this dark saber for himself. Okay. So I would imagine that's where this is going. I wonder. I, I'm again. This who who knows? It could end up being that they make it so he's like, oh, you know, never mind. If he was there when they conquered the planet, mm-hmm. then of course it would stand to reason that he would have one of the relics, if you will, from that time. Right. His trophy. It's definitely his trophy. Yeah. Um, because I mean, but he's definitely not. He's definitely not a Sith. Do you remember? You remember Grievous? Yes. <laughs> um, and so I guess, closer closer to, I guess he's tro- closer to. I guess he's closer to a, a Grievous then. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't. I do not think he's a, a Force user. But you know what's going to definitely happen? Hmm. Mando's definitely getting that sword. Oh, the dark saber. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, for sure. And he's going to beat up uh, what's his face to get it. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the end game for this show is going to be, but I, I the, do really enjoy it though. The end game is probably going to be. Um, well, it'll probably relate back to the main movies yes because i think they're supposed to be taking a break from mainline movies for a while no that's just what the actors wanted them said they should do i think they're doing it anyway so but i don't know if it's necessarily going to be what we consider like we're not getting a star wars movie next or this this winter yeah as far as we know but well, not this one not this year yeah, but, but i mean so who knows for next year technically taking a year off is still considered a break I guess. I mean, considering the pace that they've been releasing them at, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, so the show, the uh, I'm pretty sure the like the whole drawing of of the of the the storyboarding of scenes. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that came from uh, Bonanza, because at the end of that show, they always have all these. Even though like the drawings aren't as good, but they always have a bunch of oh, the concept art that's in the yeah, the they have like concept art and like closing. So freaking amazing. Yeah. Like you can tell, like exactly what they were going for, and then like what translates to live action, and mm-hmm. how it translates better in certain ways. It's, it was good. I like the like the indie credits. Also, the indie credits had the good music, and I feel like it's one of the. So in animes, sorry, I'm another tangent. In animes, I always like for the, like when I'm first watching anime, I always watch the opening credits and I will always watch the closing credits once at least because of course good music sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the animations and opening and closing credits of animes are very like intricate most of the time yeah they're and they're sometimes better. they're just really silly um but yeah they are better it's like they have time to focus on those ones and everything mm-hmm. else has to be mass produced um, right but this one um for the man and lawyer and i just i watched it every time because the credits were different every time 
um yeah same song but the credits were different every time in terms of all the art because it was the art from the actual from the episode yeah and like one of the scenes uh the Kara character had purple hair mm-hmm. yeah. yeah they you could tell like what they were initially going for and then they were like okay so that's cool in the picture and like mm. it looks really cool that way but in terms of the character herself like i right. don't think we need to do that yeah they didn't need and to. she yeah she still looked like a bad man pajama she had the little little braids and whatnot in the and the hair off to the side kind of thingy it was a I'm still really bummed about quill i don't okay maybe not braids anyways i guess i guess i guess they never showed him get shot so but they never showed him again though so yeah but they could totally easily like but didn't they bury him did they have a little grave? Ah, crap, they did. Yeah. What a bummer. What a bummer indeed. Okay, so she just had the short hairstyle on one side for Gina Carano. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of stormtroopers in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, overall, what did you think of Mandalorian? I, I thought it was great. Would right. you consider this a must-watch? Watch it later? Binge it? Watch it episode to episode? What do you think? I think you should watch one episode... A month. No. I think you should... I actually really think that uh, it was good whenever it was coming out week to week. Um, watching that week to week was great. Um, in terms of... Recomm- it can be binged and it's still just as good. But I do... Rec- I would like recommend taking breaks kind of like we did in the two episodes each. Yeah, it's, like it's really weird. It. It's really weird how like... Yeah, I... I I preferred that it came out once a week, which yeah. is weird because like when Stranger Things comes out, I'm like, I want to watch all of this, all the thing. Yeah, um, it was a good show. I liked it a lot. I would definitely recommend it. I don't know necessarily if it's like worth purchasing, uh, Disney Plus just for that though. Um, it's, it's like six bucks a month. You can get like, you can you can probably get it for free for a month and you're good. True. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's really worth actually just like but a subscription to. But if it. all these shows are going to be coming out, like, um, um, oh my gosh, WandaVision and yeah, and Ho- Hawkeye, not Hawkeye, that's Falcon, the, Falcon yeah. and Winter, Winter Soldier, and and all those shows. If they're the same quality as this, yeah, then and they are because uh, yeah, they they definitely will be. I mean, Disney Plus is definitely going to be an, an essential thing to own. Or not own, but subscribe to. Yeah, because then that means we own nothing. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? You know what's cool about this show, though. Like, because I did w- rewatch a couple episodes, and it was just as entertaining. Like, I really liked it. Yeah. So I rewatched one episode, but that was because the people I was watching with they hadn't seen that episode yet, and then I watched the next episode. Which is but you were happy to. You weren't. You weren't like, oh, I don't want to watch this. You're like, sure, I'll watch this. Yeah, because it was the episode with. Uh, with old girl and saving the village and whatnot. And I was just Mm. like, bro, if you don't, mm, you're frustrating me, Mando. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is the way. This is the way. And this is the end of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Usually Uh, we have like so much banter towards the end, but we had all our banter during the, during the episode. During the episode. Yeah. Um, what do we got for next week? Well, I think that's your thing. Ooh, yeah. Next week is actually going to be an episode uh, or our second episode of um, I'm going through a playthrough of Final Fantasy VII, the original, um, with my friend Chris, and we'll talk even more about uh, we'll talk even more about his playthrough, his uh, 
Because he's never played it. No. Yeah. We'll talk about his impressions. This is actually his first turn-based RPG as well. So we'll talk about that kind of stuff and how how somebody getting into this kind of this genre, how they feel about it and whatnot. Um, so that'll be fun. Other than that, the next episode after that will be... Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy freaking ten. Yep. Dude. We're up to turn. <laughs> I know. That's kind of crazy. And ten's going to be the first one we're actually going to be talking about... Voice acting? Yeah. And and direct sequels. Yes. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That'll be an interesting month then, how we're going to do that. Okay. Yeah, we'll work on that. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, play some video games. Enjoy Kingdom Hearts. Remind DLC. <laughs> Enjoy it like a month month ago because this comes out like a month after we hey, record. Hey, not everybody gets a chance to play video games immediately, okay? Yeah, wait till it gets cheaper because 30 bucks, that's stupid. It may be. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Neither of us have completed it yet. So it, this is based on somebody else's opinion of how long it took them to beat it and how much enjoyment they got on it. So I'll wait for your opinion. I will say that I recommend that you make your own opinions about things and not rely on others to, to, to judge. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, we'll talk about that. You know what else was $30? Hmm. When I went to Taco Time and I got food for four members of my family and we didn't even get meals. It was like 28 bucks. Now you just sound like an old ornery man who just doesn't I want to pay for food for ornery. You are. Like, I'm going to go back to making homemade food. You should? Yeah, because it's better anyway. Well, I don't know. Taco Time is pretty nice. I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of Taco Time. Yeah. I'm a fan of pizza on a bagel because pizza on a bagel. You can have pizza in time. So, <laughs> I think we did that in the West End episode as well. I think you did. Yeah. I don't know why that song like has been or that little little jingle has been stuck in my head. Um, <laughs> hey, we did a little ramble in the end. Yay! Until next time. Until oh shoot, I must just say it. Just say it again. Until next time. <laughs>